Who is that? That was me on accident. It's called the start button. Sorry. Michael, you should push it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and something, something, Game of Thrones sucks. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger, with me are Brad Polly, Matt Polly, hey there. and together we are the Inglorious Bastards. You know, I, I, Mage and I tried to watch, like, a few years ago, tried to watch the first two episodes is like this is a little rapey for me it's, like it's I'm dragons not, it's dragons I'm not comfortable watching it's this dragons show. violence and, and incest yeah it's, that's it uh, yeah. incest it yeah was, it was like, rape and incest and i'm like i'm good i can yeah. find some other shows that i would much rather watch than this yeah not not like, a fan no thanks. like tommy boy right yeah. no rape and tommy boy <laughs> in black sheep in black sheep yeah um gosh Hey, announce us. We're going to give away... We're going to give away... <laughs> bats are attracted to light. That's moths, you dumbass. <laughs> not bats. Are we done? And it, got some kick-ass shit. We... <laughs> speaking of kick-ass shit, we're going to give away three copies of uh, Shane Claiborne and uh, uh, Mike Martin's book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I just do the announcement? Go to our Twitter. It's the pinned tweet for the next week. Yeah. If you want a chance to win, you got to follow this, us and retweet. You it's want, a great book. You want this book. We don't give away books all the time, but when we do, they're good. Uh, they're good. So, um, yeah. Well, and sometimes we don't give away, and they're still good. Yeah. We just don't give them away. Well, sure. Are you or are you not, not the Black, black Angel, angel of death. death? Most definitely. Oh, don't answer me. It just pisses me off. Go to our Twitter, Twitter.com slash Pastor Podcast. What's the better movie, Black Sheep or Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy. I don't know. No, Tommy Boy. It's close. I never would have said that when it came out. Black Sheep's just Tommy Boy too. Uh, it is, yeah. but man, God, it's, it's it's got some great. It has some liners. great. Anything with Chris Farley is going to be great. Like it just still his best work is Dirty Work. <laughs> Gary Busey. But here's the thing: Gary Busey is not in Tommy Boy. No, I <laughs> There's a Saigon whore that bit my nose off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's pleasant. That's that's not at all obnoxious. God. Hey, hey, what are you guys doing during the the songs that you play? Jerk off into an envelope. That's what we do. No. What? What? I don't know. Jesus, Michael. Can, what? We, can we not? What, what are we drinking? I don't know. Cyanide. Apparently not enough. Cyanide, hopefully. Like uh, Weldworks, again. From, Apparently, uh, Nicole bought every beer they have. must have. And sent yeah. them to us. Nicole Sorrentino Rockwell. Nikki Soares. Uh, Weldworks Brewing. N -n -n Nikki and the Soares. Juicy Bits. Oh, God. <laughs> New England. <laughs> Let's, let's see if we can top that. Uh, New they did, and Nicky and the Soars went ahead yeah. as planned. It's like the world's worst ska band. Um, and then Matt's having... Uh, I also had McKenna 10-year bourbon. I had the orange one. It was great. Uh, Wellworks Brewing Company, stomping, ripping, and romping. It's a New England style IPA, but brewed with mosaic citrus. I feel like, does a brewery need more than one well, I don't New know. England style? I think IPA. most of their mosaic shit is hops. Can we talk about that? Mosaic, citrus, Chinook, and Cascade hops. What it's do you want to talk about? Mosaic hops. What do you mosaic? It's a type I, of hops. Type of hops. Who named it mosaic? 
Who named? I mean, who Jimmy named Hops. it? Jimmy Hops. The inv- Jimmy Hops, the inventor of hops. I feel like, and his partner Tom Mosaic. Michael. I feel like, like the what gospel, kind of fucking question that is that? Feels like the Gospel Coalition. Probably a made German that beer. It's Mosaic. It's the Gospel I, Coalition I, of beers. What's next? Move on to the next thing. Anyway, right. these are these are really good. So Nicole, thank you for these. These are insane. We've had three or four of these. That I think that are really good. So yeah, I haven't had and, anything. And the two. New England IPAs are yeah. very different. Like they're very, oh, very they? different. Yeah. yeah, I I kind of almost prefer the the stomping, ropping, and ripping. Actually, stomping, ripping, and romping. It's a product that really lives up to its name. It does. It's yeah. stomping and ripping. Yes, and maybe Is a little romping. A little bit. A little bit. Little bit of romping. A little bit of romping. We'll see where things take us. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a five out of ten on the romp scale. Yeah, no. but uh, stomping, ripping is definitely an eight out of ten. Five out of the- out of ten, out of the Romstein scale. <laughs> Romstein, Jesus. Okay. The Duhast scale. Hold on, Dude. I'm looking up Romstein. <laughs> That's if we're gonna have a Romstein reference, we're fucking I playing being in high school. I was like, what is this song? Is this, this even crap? a song? Does this yeah, classify as Duhast by Romstein. Oh fucking it. Here, hold on. Hold on. Here it is. <laughs> it's a little. More more, a little more than house it. than I remember it being. <laughs> Give it a minute. This still isn't as bad as that one South African band. Oh, uh, me think you freaky or whatever. Oh, <laughs> there oh, we go. That's what I remember. <laughs> you got to have flames on your boots and your guitar. Like sparks and shit flying out of it. Uh, Billy Patterson's jizzing himself right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This for a German music. song, this song fucking rules. Yeah, it sure does. No, it's pretty, it's some, it's some, pretty rough. It's some good writing. It's somehow worse than I remember. It is German wordsmithery of the highest order. What do you think it means? Let's do Hasmish. It means I, I hate, I hate you. Do Hasmish. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Can we not play this then? Love and light, bitches. Yeah, you gotta get to the good part. No, there isn't a good part. Can you just turn it off? There's... there's all right, this is part. This is a little bit better. <laughs> Come on, that fucking rules. I Tell me you don't want to see this. Right. No, I, that's a, that's this. That is not the descriptor I would use <laughs> in any way, shape. Do host that song. I can't. <laughs> Dude, if that's not the hashtag, I'm leaving. Like, uh, <laughs> I do host that. Everybody do host that, that song. song. <laughs> uh. Every every week I like you have a joke and I'm like, well, that's the best joke Michael's ever told. That might be the best joke you've ever uh. told. Man, All right. Uh, this round is on the Pastors Pub. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. You'll get as- a- access. You'll get access to our spit and some asses. You know, no, no, there might be none asses. of that. No, there's not, Michael. Um, you'll get access to our spinoff podcast and access to the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and everything else. Things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, using weather to describe how you feel today. I, how, it's how you, sunny. I feel. I feel pretty good today. Yeah, man, I tell you what. I was driving today for work. I was fine. Was just like, yeah, man. Just, it was great. It's beautiful. I didn't have to have my wipers on. <laughs> it's yeah, nice. That is nice. <laughs> 
Uh, it is amazing what so a are you bit saying of sunshine that does for the soul. But I'm uh, well, yeah, because we drive so, so much. So like, your yeah. attitude is is directly not, reflection. Not always, but like I will. Say, I mean, a day like today, it's been really dreary this spring. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of rain, a lot of rain. Yeah, like and so just to see a sunny day, it was just nice. It was like sunny seventy degrees. Day. It was pretty much perfect. So what, um, what flavor are these? Uh, bacon and cheese. I've had those. They're good. So we're um, not there yet. Yeah, we're not even close to being there yet. Oh gosh! Are we this? not? Not yet. Um. So thanks for discussing the pub this week. Uh, also, Brad is back in the pub. Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Was that? Has it only been a week? Yeah, it's been around. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever. Like you're, you're you're back. Keegan's back. I've Maloney's been. Back. I've been, to- been toying with erasing it again. Uh, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> Kind of like Twitter. Eventually, it'll just finally. I had so many great ideas when I was not on social media, and then I got back on social media, and my ideas are gone. So, if you want, uh, I think that's. uh, I think that's related. Matt also some vague booking, booking in the pub. Yeah. So had some, some Matt being super vague. A Matt basic bitch Facebook post. No, I don't (laughs) want to talk about this, guys, but. Something's happening. I was getting my skinny latte, I and I was just thinking about my life has forever changed. I'll never be the same. You know, for for once, I have a a conversation that really might have a profound positive impact on my life, and this is the fucking bullshit. Awesome, pass the crickets. That I. Oh my god! Okay, it's happening. That's Matt right before he posted. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Kevin McDougal uh, had a hot take on the Lion King. <laughs> Boy, did he Jesus, ever. man. He really He's put did. a lot of thought into there that. There was a lot of thought into it. I appreciated it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and then also I, we, I'm going to say his point's not invalid. Yeah. Like, totally valid point. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, got ethered on the BBC. Did I, you guys watch that? I don't that? even know who that person is. I didn't know I who he was who either. Somebody posted it. I didn't it. watch like, it because I don't it. know who he is and oh, I don't it was care. Great. It I don't was care great. who he is. He's right, right wing trash. I yeah, just don't even, just I just got, don't even care. I, I don't know who he is. I don't either. Um, I yeah. wasn't going to waste any part of my day watching that. Nope. I watched it. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> hey, Ben Shapiro. Maybe you can shut your dick holster. All right, uh, new new segment. Here we go. Oh yeah, this is meditating with Gary Busey. <laughs> I've got two this week. All right, let's hear it. Yeah, we're doubling up this week. Uh, oh wait, I forgot to do the. Uh, I'm not that far from dragging you out of the car and beating you into dust. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight to ten, maybe even eleven. Wow, that's, that's it. Eight uh, to ten. All right, maybe even. <laughs> and then, and then the second one, pigs and pianos. Hashtag Malibu strong. Wow, that's uh, Jesus. What the fuck is he on, I man? I love it so much. God damn, it is the highlight of my week. I don't care if anybody else likes this segment. I adore it <laughs> it's because it is it is a joy to go down his Twitter feed. Yeah, he, he is insane. Absolutely coke addled insane. Yeah, I love much. it. Love it. All right, Matt, <clears throat> take us away. Oh, uh, all right. Always look this on is the Look on the Bright Side, side with Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. Oh, that one still got legs. Always look on the bright side of life. G'day, mate. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's just the bright side. What what was bright this week for you guys? The sun, very bright. I mean, it yeah, is it's been like, out. It's been out a little bit. That's that's good. Yeah, I've really. Uh, I spent some time with uh, Doctor Dan, uh, Doctor Andy Nixon. Oh yeah, you did, and, and Billy. Yeah, well. yeah, we had a hot, sexy date. <laughs> Well, so. well right. that ruins that segment. Yep. Thanks, Scott. Well, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's been always look at the bright side. Been, look on the bright side <laughs> with uh, Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. <laughs> no, I uh, I really like my job. Even though Saturday sucked, I had a bad day. Yeah, on you Saturday. had a bad day Saturday. Yeah. It happens. It's just work. Work. Yeah. Any job, there's going to be bad days. I just, I was, you know, I was today. I just was working at my own pace, and I was chatting up you with managers and baristas and yeah. having a good time and yeah. fixing machines. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, that's good. It's what I do. That's good. I, it's what I that's do great. and I like doing it and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, yep. That's good. It was good today except for the airport having to go through security. <laughs> yeah. 900 yeah, yeah, you got fucked. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I could have, yes! I had to take my belt off and my shoes. So, to yeah. go work on an espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Had to get scanned like three or four times I was scanned. It's great. Um, yeah. All right. Can I do mine? Yeah, or, sure. Do you uh, have one? Since it's my fucking segment or. <sighs> you were just going to skip right over me. Just. In the arms <laughs> Can you vague book it? I'm, I'm really grateful for a thing that happened to me the other day at a certain time I, on a certain place. It's really awesome. I'll, I'll leave you. It can be like that. Can you vague book your your bright side? I want your your basic bitch life update. God. I... It's been a long time since we've given you so much shit. Has it? What? Last week? I don't feel like we were. No, Jesus Christ, we... Michael. It's every fucking week I no, say anything. No, no, oh, my God. That. Eat a dick, both of you. Relax. Oh, God. What are you, new here? It's 169, 169 episodes. What are you? Like, this is new? My God. All right. What's your, what's your bright side? Jeez. Uh I'm on my ninth day in a row of meditation. Woo-woo. Um, and I... And, I'm not saying it's perfected anything, but it it definitely has it matters. Yeah. And then on top of that, I um I'm drinking way less than I did. Thank God for that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, because yeah. like um you know we we so at the podcast Tuesday we drank. I didn't have anything until Friday. We went out to dinner, so I had a couple beers, and then I haven't had anything until tonight. Yeah. So like one day in the last seven, I've had anything to drink, and so um. Because I, honestly, I, I've just I've been drinking too much, and not not to kill anything. I just I enjoy beer, but it kind of became a thing. Like I was bored, and so I would just do yep. it. And yeah. so, so I'm cutting back on that. So cutting back on that, Hi, Lenny, shirtless Lenny, shirtless Hi, Lenny. Hi nephew, can I have a hug? A shirtless <laughs> hug from Lenny? Is that what you want? He put a shirt on just now. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's my good big boy. He's my good nephew. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, those, the the combination of those two things have have had an impact on my week a little bit. So, okay. well, your medicine will work. 
Yeah, I know. No, I know that. Like, and that, that helps, too. Like I know that. Yeah. That's not why I'm doing it. I mean, partly why I'm doing it, mostly I'm just doing it because it just... I don't want to be reliant upon something, and I don't want to, like... We've already done these, Michael. I know. But my wife bought okay. them for the podcast. Okay, all right. I love them anyway. I do, too. Yeah. Um, Put them in your mouth. So, Man, anyway, my, my meditation this morning, like... The first five minutes were a mess. Like my brain, it just depends. I know, man. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And so I did. I will say, if you have that problem, I did the Thich Nhat Han thing where I was reading a book where he said you do the the Buddhist thing of to to focus on your breath yep. is as you breathe in, breathing in. I know that I'm breathing in. Yeah. And then you breathe out, breathing out. I know. I know that and then I'm from that point on, yeah. I did that for about a minute, and I was yeah. like, okay. And then from that point on, I was able to sort of like. I did some good thinking. Like I know you're not necessarily supposed to think or whatever, but like yeah. I. But you're not supposed to not think either. Right. Like, just did a lot. It was yeah. just. It, it was mm-hmm. much better from that point on. But God, the first five minutes, I was literally going, "Stop! Yeah, Stop your I brain!" Know. And yeah, I, I just. I was singing. God, I was singing "Damn Yankees" in my head. I was singing like <laughs> I was singing. I was singing no, I was singing "Ass and Titties" by Twenty One Savage, like. I couldn't, my could not turn my brain off. Like He's doing it was it right. just, that's how you meditate. It was a mess. It was a freaking mess. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, just so anybody like that's going to happen. Yeah. I was trying not to beat myself up about it, but I was also like, it took me about five or yeah. six minutes to get sort of on track at that. that, that. Yeah. That's a and T. No, can you not do that? <laughs> turn it off. If I'm saying don't do turn it, you it, should probably off. Not do it. I'm going to mute you if you don't stop. All right. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Um, Ass and titties. So I Ass and titties. yesterday I decided instead of, my son was being just a t- giant turd. Um, so I was like, "All right, I'm going to give him an option. We can uh, you can either go to timeout or we can meditate." And he chose to meditate, and so we we did. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we did meditation. <laughs> Dickery's my spirit animal. Yeah. He so we did meditation, and then after we were done, my my daughter who's about to turn four. Uh, came up and said, I want to meditate too. And we did like, she wanted to do like three of them. So we did three, like one was five minutes, another one was four, mm-hmm. another one was one minute. Uh, three meditations just back to back. It was it was really cool. Yeah, really I saw cool. you on Insight Timer. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. That's yeah. Meditating And Insight kids. Timer, like I, I bought the, uh, the premium, the 60 bucks a year, five yeah. bucks a month. Totally worth it because I can download shit yeah. offline. And I do that on the way to jobs now. Yeah. Like I don't have to just necessarily use the timer. Yeah. Now it's it's sort of like you're trying not. You can't close your eyes and yeah, yeah. drive. And, and, but it doesn't matter. It's mindfulness even while you're driving. Exactly. It's, it's just I breathe. Don't I focus close on my. Eyes. I focus on my breath. I listen to what they're saying. Who, whatever it is. And I found some decent morning meditations. And so yeah. it's just. I was talking to a turd uh, this week, and he was like, "I just don't have time." He's like, "You, j- I mean, you'll make time. You'll make time if it's if it's four th- minutes, if it's three, three minutes, minutes, whatever." Like I anything. set, I set my timer at three minutes, and um, then anything extra above that is gravy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a- and sometimes it's three minutes, sometimes it's thirty minutes. Yeah. The other day, I I got thirty minutes, and I didn't, and only calculated three, and I was so pissed, and I, I realized, know. "Fucking ego, it's your ego, <laughs> it is, yeah, it, it really is." is. You know? yes. Like that's the like, thing about insight timer. I've realized I, is like, well, I've. I've, I've done nine days in a row to say I've done nine yeah, days yeah, in a yeah. row. I, but I, it works, and, it, and if it that's does. what it takes you to get it into does, it, it's but totally I've taken it. a couple days off. Like 
a lot of times weekends, like if I'm at home and the kids are home, you Maddie's missed your home, fuck, like you missed your fucking streak. I don't even care. Like yeah. I was really because I was realizing I was just trying to do the streak and it, yeah. just to do the streak. I'm like, that is completely missing the point. It's, it's, yeah. ego. Yeah. it's fucking sure. ego. It just For completely sure. misses. I, I, so I'm I like, think if the, I miss a day or two here and there, I'm not beating myself. No, I wouldn't it. either. Like, I just I think yeah. the benefit of it is forming a habit. And that's what's yes. been, yeah. been good for me. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't at this point. I don't care if I lose my streak. I'm yeah. uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's the habit that's been beneficial to me. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. But, all right. Let's uh, here we go. Bojangles here. What's up with that name? People think I'm funny. People think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passive pub. Eating it up. Eating the grub. Say now. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Food. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Food. I want that. I want that. I want that. Food. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Food. Don't you want to be? Want to be a fat bastard? So let's start with the gross ones first. Okay, uh, Ruben, not your, that gross. Not that hood. Sent us crickets. Uh, I mean, they're not very like pleasant. No, but I've had they're them before. Fine. They're fine. We've I, had them. I've had the. I've had this this flavor, the bacon and cheese. So we have ba- we have three flavors. So we do bacon and cheese first. They're great. Is that the first one you gave me? Yeah. I don't have the third flavor. I only have two. Is that sitting right in front of you? I can't see it. I don't know. It tastes like a peanut. It's got the consistency of a peanut. I mean, a little like, bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. they're Ugh. fine. No, they're fine. They're fine. I give it like a two. It's fine. Honestly, bugs make way more sense from a sustainability. Yeah. I give it a one. Perspective yeah. than like a freaking cow. I'd rather yeah. have it in my smoothie than crunching it. <laughs> yeah, what flavor is the second uh, one? The second one's salt and vinegar, I think. Uh, what's the third one? No, that's not salt and vinegar. Yeah, it is. It's more like piss I got, and vinegar. Well, I got straight salt on that one, so you must have eaten the wrong one. Mm. Well, that's salty. That's salt and vinegar. Boy, the inside of that was pure salt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's oh. got more salt than like a bag of McDonald's French fries. It's got more salt than a bag of salt. Jesus. Jeez. It keeps getting saltier mm-hmm. the more I chew that. Uh-huh. Nah. I'll give those a three. They're good. They're, They're just fine. salty as fuck, man. Like, I'm not grossed out by this stuff. No, it's, it's fine. fine. <clears throat> and then the uh, we have sour cream and onion. Oh yeah, those are sour cream and onion. Yep, yep. I don't know. Where, I didn't get any of this, Michael. I I only had two bags. There's, I just put them there. Oh, here's another. Here's the salt and vinegar. Did you get the salt and vinegar? I don't know which ones. I that's those are the ones I missed. Ooh, I like the sour cream and onion were the best. They're okay. Yeah, those aren't overpowering. Those are the best of the three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll give those a three. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. It's a good protein source, and it's sustainable. It's and, sustainable, yeah. exactly. You can grow, like, crickets aren't, like, endangered. Right, so. and that was delicious. Yet. <laughs> Michael, there's not a fucking cricket. I will say, those shouldn't be as expensive as they are. I remember buying some of those for the pod, and I was, like, shocked. I was like, yeah. it's a bug. I get, yeah. like, six bugs in a bag. And it's going to cost me three fifty. Yeah, get out of I my know. face. Yeah, six bugs in a bag. All right, and what are it's these? my six bugs in a bag? <laughs> what? Are, what? Are, oh, so we had the so uh, Nita bought us when Billy was on the oh, Taco Nita. Bell mild flavored chips. I found the fire version. Oh, those are killer. Yeah, I'm, then fire's what I put oh. on my tacos, so I'm pretty excited about this. Dude, those are great. Mm. Oh my god, so, dude! Those are so. Those good. Taco Bell chips are they're so, so fucking so, good. There is a. There I is give a, that a five. That's really. Yeah. Good. There is a texture. The texture of those, mm-hmm. whatever that is, 
It's like a thicker tortilla chip almost. Oh, God. Those are those are even better than the mild ones. Those are ridiculous. I ate the mild ones more than the mild ones last night. I haven't killed that bag off yet. Damn, these are these are great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perfect amount of heat. I give those a five. They are they're the perfect amount of yep. heat. And crunch and taste. And, oh, man. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Uh-huh. Yep. Shell gas station in Plainfield, Indiana. Bro. I got the last bag. Kid tested. Mother approved. I had the... Uh, man, those are the pocky really The Pocky good. chips. Um, uh, they have a ke- uh, spicy queso. I've had those. Ooh, those are good. fucking mm-hmm. good, too, man. I had those. Man, today. those are... Mm-hmm. Well, those are those are warm. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a chick uh, chip guy, but really, not a chip guy. I could mm-hmm. eat. I chip, love chips, man. man. Mm. You chips set are, a bag of Lay's chips in front of me, and uh, and a, a, a tub of French so, onion. Uh, yep, dip. You will lose I, your self respect. I have no self respect. Yep. Yeah. I look like a meth yep. head. I yep. swear to God, I'm like scratching my teeth mm-hmm. halfway through it, and pock marks in my face and everything. <laughs> Uh, and then my wife uh, bought us some uh, some of the M and M's again. The, oh uh, yeah, the great jalapeno, jalapeno yeah. M and M's. Mm. Boy, those are, I will say those fire chips. They're those warm. build on you. I bet a bag of those would fuck you up. Those good. those build on you. They're not terrible, but they do. The more you eat, the hotter those get. God, those jalapeno M and M's, man. Then the Thai coconut. I bought a bag. Oh, of those, those three, the, the Thai coconut mm. are the best. I've got a bag of those. Well, had a bag. I of had those a bag of those too. <laughs> yeah, I think mine might have disappeared upstairs into Lenny's room. Yeah, I'm thinking they probably did. Sounds about right. All right, ready to go? Yeah, yeah, man. All right. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Product update. All right. Nice. KFC Indonesia now serves fried chicken skin for your enjoyment. Ooh. Brad's on board. Dude, I'm booking a flight to Jakarta now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt, Matt, would you eat this? What? For fried chicken well, skin. Well, fucking A, I would. It's, it's, it's sustainable. They just take the skin off and leave the chicken unharmed and it grows back. The chicken's back. fine. Yeah, it'll grow back. The skin grows back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. This, I think that's how I'm it works. I'm pretty sure the science, science checks, out. checks out on that. Yeah, sure. Everybody, I mean, if you're allergic, I know chicken allergies are a big thing. Um, so, I mean, this is a way to avoid chicken allergies. Like, you just get rid of the feathers. Yeah, so it's literally just a bag of fried chicken skin. And if you think that's gross, we can't be friends. No, that, that sounds <laughs> Number delicious. Number one, who hurt you? It's no different than pork rinds, really. I mean, It's better than pork rinds. Pork rinds are pretty fucking good, though. Well, sometimes. It's like a chicken skin fruit roll-up is what that is. It really oh, That's really well, gross. I don't eat that anymore. Hmm. Well, Why wouldn't you? I hope it's rolled up like skin. a chicken skin. Roll up. Uh, uh, so it's like a see. chicken taquito, basically. Oh, this is a great I like story. Roll up. Uh, a nice beluga whale returns. A uh, woman accidentally dropped into the sea. <laughs> I saw this. Fucking amazing. The video is incredible. I know. Like this thing, she's literally like tapping on the surface of the water. She had dropped her phone in, and this thing has it in its mouth. and it just comes up and hands it to her. Yeah. Just like and, and they pet mouth, it, and like, it walks. Here you play, go. It swims away. It's incredible. It's amazing. I saw the video. It's so fantastic. Here God, you go. I fucking oh, love. Yeah. I love it so much. Here's your phone, Karen. God, it's so so funny. I know. Like animals are amazing. They are They're amazing. I, the they sea are. is full. Quit dropping shit in here. <laughs> We've got enough plastic down yeah. here. Oh, you speaking stop? of plastic, they found plastic at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Wow, a plastic bag. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's like, what, 40,000 feet deep it's or something seven crazy. miles. Like, Neat. Seven miles deep. You could put Mount Everest upside down and it would, or inside of it, and it would still not break the surface of the water. So kind of like Uranus. It's like seven miles deep. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, 
and then I've got one more. Uh, I, this I'm bird, still, this bird went extinct and then evolved back into existence. Fuck yes. I love what? this. Yes. Tell me. The uh, Aldabra white-tailed rail. Oh, no. Sorry. White-throated rail. It's a flightless bird. Yeah. <laughs> Michael and I just looked at you at the same time. Why? <laughs> white-throated. <laughs> That's not even... White-throated. What is wrong with you? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Check dun. it and see. White-throated. <laughs> it's only white-throated when you ejaculate. <laughs> Can you not? Are you... F- God. Then it's purple-throated. <laughs> Wait, why purple? Purple? I don't know. If you get really intense. Jesus, Mike. Okay. okay. God damn well, it. I'm that's sorry. Story. That story's done. I apologize <laughs> for my role in that. God damn. I just don't even... What is... Ha- or anyway. Anyway. Yeah. A bird evolved. So it's a flightless bird that lives on its namesake atoll in the Indian Ocean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look anything special at first glance, but the small bird has big bragging rights because it has effectively evolved into existence twice wow. after first going extinct 136,000 years I, ago. How does it... Bitches. How do you evolve into existence? Like... So fossils of the flightless bird were found both before and after uh, Aldabra was submerged by a quote inundation event. In was, other words, the ocean swallowed, swallowed it, up. it. Was John Hammond involved? <laughs> what? John Hammond. John Hammond. I am so lost. What? From Back to the Future. Was it from a a mosquito found I in thought- amber? No, that's not what that's I thought you were going with. I thought back you were going to the future. To that's Ham. Jurassic Park. You I thought you were going shit. with John. I know it was a joke. You said Back to the Future, I thought, and uh, I thought I you mean, were going with Jurassic a John Park. Ham giant dick joke. I d- that's what I thought you were going. Who with. Who knows where we're at? <laughs> <laughs> Brad's taking his glasses off. I, 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 can I just read the damn story. Yeah, read the story. Yeah, Michael, shut up. I meant I meant uh, Jurassic Park. Okay, great. Johnny. So an avian paleontologist. How do you get a job like that at Natural History Museum in London? Uh, they said those rising sea levels wiped out the first iteration of the flightless rail, which was descended from flying forebears that originated in the Seychelles Islands and Madagascar. Amazingly, the same parent species appears to have recolonized the atoll once it emerged from the under the waves tens of thousands of years later. Man, that's bonkers. The fossils indicate that the new rail was evolving toward flightlessness again at the time as the absence of predators rendered it the ability obsolete. So there were no predators, so there was no reason to fly. So it just stopped being able to fly. That's crazy. Around 100,000 years ago, the evolutionary process had already effectively produced the same bird that went extinct tens of thousands of years earlier. That's insane. It's insane. That is crazy. Absolutely insane. I love this so much. Uh, so yeah, it just keeps like going extinct and then re-evolving back into existence. <laughs> that's one badass bird, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Put that bird on it's a coin taking, or a flag. It's not taking or... extinction as an answer. Like, no. Nope. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Fuck you and fuck go your fuck yourself universe. Yeah. No <laughs> try again. Climate change. It's like. Uh... Oh, I'm dead now, but I'll be back, yeah. motherfucker. Yes, it's much like Chance the Rapper. Yeah, Michael. it's a lot like that. And we back. You know what I like is we're still listening to an album that came out like four years ago. It's so great. Is he ever going to fucking put another album Apparently out? Apparently not. Or? All right. Or maybe it was singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's probably true. That bird is my inspiration. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> He's the Peter Cetera of the, uh, the animal, animal kingdom. kingdom. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, okay. Uh, this is... Uh, people start calling out this multinational brewery for stealing oh, the marketing dude, ideas. I read this. I will not drink this beer again. Through fake job interviews. Yeah. So, one of our favorites on the pod, BrewDog. Uh, it's, a, it's a British company. Fuck, I'm Scott. Uh, no, Scottish. Yeah, they're Scottish. Scottish. Uh, is a $2 billion company that markets themselves as anti-establishment, but has become one of the fastest-growing food and drink producers in Great Britain and now has been accused of stealing marketing ideas through fake interviews with strategists. So, trouble began to brew after the... Brew? God, who wrote this? <laughs> after the company released its non-alcoholic... <laughs> Karen at BuzzFeed? Yeah. <laughs> trouble began to brew after the company released its non-alcoholic punk IPA, which, man, what the fuck is the point of non-alcoholic beer? Well, I mean, you know, there are people that I, can't drink alcohol. I know, but like... All right. <laughs> Which manifest marketing agency boss Alex Myers said on Twitter was their creative concept. Uh, Alex Myers says, this is at manifest LDN concept. We were told at BrewDog had chosen a different route. We have not been paid for it. BrewDog founder James Watts responded to the tweet writing, hey, Alex, manifested the work on, on left for us. Whilst under retainer, we did the work on the right with a different agency. Not really the same. Myers continued to back his claim to PR week. They're on your side. And said, BrewDog had rejected the punk AF strategic concept. There's no animosity from my perspective with BrewDog, but at the same time, I feel it is important that the leaders of our businesses in our industry don't fall silent when creativity is being used without credit, Myers told the outlet. At the end of the day, at the end of the day creative is our currency. It wasn't an emotional angry thing from my point of view. I was expecting it. It was more about pointing it out. There needs to be that radical candor. Now, this gets worse. Yeah. This wasn't isolated. So, <clears throat> in review, what they've done... <clears throat> Is basically steel marketing. So they'll have people. Okay, well, hold on. Okay, so yeah. let me. Okay, so uh, Jenny Frankart. A $2 billion company, by the way. Yeah. At Jenny Frankart. Fully support through your claims. I interviewed with at BrewDog for a marketing position. I was serving at marketing at, as marketing director of a California winery in 2017 and working to move to Columbus, which is where BrewDog has a hotel. Yeah, they do. A fucking hotel now. Yep. A beer hotel. Yep. To be closer to family. I was strung along for five months. Submitted wow. a complete, completed 2018 marketing strategy upon their request. Wow. Submitting ID after idea. Flew out for my fourth interview with at BrewDog James, who's the founder. Only to be blown off. I was told I would be in reimbursed my flight. Told I was the top candidate repeatedly. Submitted countless ideas over five months while trying to move. Only to finally be ghosted, not reimbursed, and made to feel like a fool. Horrible man. Horrible company. Thank you for sharing your story and giving a voice. At Alex Myers. Hope others continue to come forward. Hashtag wronged by BrewDog. Uh, some described, uh, bits, bids for job interviews where none of the companies, where none of the companies got the job and Bridgewell just took the ideas, uh, at Tom Morton Jarvis. Sadly, this isn't the first time this has happened at Alex Myers. We were on the pitch a few years ago and I guess that's soccer, they were playing soccer together and later found out that no one had actually won. Instead at Brewdog took number of ideas from competing agencies to use shameful. Hey Tom, we at WMH Agency, also experienced similar problems. Maybe a conversation to be had offline. Please DM me. At Smith Design, we had to settle for a huge reduction to get paid for our work. Sounds yep. like we aren't the first. Yep. <clears throat> so one of the strategists posted a sample of what they say was the interview process form. So here's the, here's the uh, four-part process. At least four integrated marketing campaign ideas. They should aim to reach new audiences, encourage people to seek out BrewDog beer. These should raise awareness and promote trial of the brand. 
at least one social media idea that will grow our community online. At least one idea to engage our equity punks in America. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't want to drink it just for that shit. Equity punks. God. Fuck you. The fucking... It's like the Sex Pistols didn't even exist. Like, yes. We have more than 9,000 equity punks. Fuck you. Investors. How can we mobilize this army of craft beer renegades? God damn it, man. I know, seriously, no, like... Stop. To promote BrewDog to their Joe network. Joe Strummer they is spinning in his mean. grave. Jesus. How can we mobilize this army of craft beer renegades? So fucking guys with help. beards. I am never buying this beer again. An idea for, for a new beer reason launch. Alone. And then an idea for a new beer launch. Include what the beer is and a creative idea to launch it with rationale for your decisions. So like, it's an intense process. And that's what they call their interview process. So basically, they have people interview for fucking non-existent jobs. Yep. And then steal, and then their, steal their fucking ideas. Yeah. Fuck you, Brewdog. Yes. I will never drink your beer again. Yep. Yeah. Even though I did Friday night. But that, that's <laughs> never before again. I knew this. That's never before again. I knew this. I mean, I wouldn't have drank it I have it to then. finish my six-pack, but after that, God. it's all over. No, I'm, I think I'm out of Brewdog in my fridge, right. so we're good. But yeah, fuck you, man. Like, it's ridiculous. God damn, man. For a $2 billion company. And they can't pay for you. Can't come up with your own goddamn ideas. Like pay somebody. Pay pay a a, a consultant company to come up with shit. Like I know. Just throw them a half a million dollars. Gross. God. One more. All right. Um, from ninety-seven X. Bam! The future, <laughs> the future of, of rock, rock and, and roll. roll. <laughs> it literally is. Ninety-seven X dot com. The classic rock authority. Holy shit! I just noticed that. That is. I amazing. love that we were all on the same page on that. 97X. Bam! The future of rock and roll. Gotta go to Kmart. Man's arrest over IE ass window sticker sparks First Amendment argument. Ah, this is one of my. I'm glad you're doing A man in Florida's arrest on Sunday after he was pulled over for what an officer said was a violation of the state's obscene material statute. Uh, Dylan Shane Webb, 23, was driving his newly purchased Chevy pickup in Lake City, Florida. It's fucking Florida. Why is anybody pulling anything over? Like, all the shit you have to deal with always, in Florida. It's always Florida. So I guess Florida, wait, wait, man. Wait, hold on. Sorry. No, uh, stop. Yeah. No. Hey, guys, this is, a, this, is a very, this is the Neon Steeple edition. So here we go. The Neon Steeple. Florida man. Oh, Florida my God. Does whatever a Florida man does. Stuffing meth <laughs> up his ass. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Oh, my God. That is, oh, that is so amazing. My oh God. Shit. The Neon Steeple edition. Amazing. Yeah, neon Steeple very Okay, nice. so uh, anyway. It, officer spied the pickup and saw the sticker on the rear window. The sticker in question simply says, I eat ass. <laughs> Wait, that's, you, that's pretty to the point. And like, it's not like subtle. Like, it's fucking huge. Like, like 48 No, there's point nothing point. subtle about a sticker that says, I eat ass. There's nothing subtle about the size of this sticker either. <laughs> the deputy issued a citation to appear in court and then asked Mr. Webb to alter the sticker so it would be no longer, no longer be derogatory, I guess, I eat. Like, I, I eat Massachusetts. <laughs> he's going to change it too. <laughs> he's writing Sharpie on his window. Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, Webb cited his First Amendment right and refused. The deputy then took Webb into custody on a charge of resisting an officer without violence and misdemeanor. He was also charged with possession of obscene, obscene material. Also misdemeanor. The deputy then had the truck towed from the scene. Dylan was released from the county jail Sunday evening after posting a $2,500 bond. Damn, fuck you. Like, 
Guy's got a goddamn sticker on his window. He's Living fucking it. happy of it too. Do you, does yours have just the picture? The picture of it? Yeah, yeah, he's great. He is yeah. smirking ear to yeah. ear about it. He's scheduled for arraignment on May twenty first. Like, okay, so here's the question: on board or not on board with the IEF with, sticker? Like, with, I mean, with, is it a first sticker, amendment thing or not? The sticker or the action? <clears throat> I don't know if it's a first amendment thing, <laughs> but I don't want my two different. I don't want my kids seeing it either. I, I like, agree. Yeah, I agree with that. But, but I don't like, know if I don't know if it's a first amendment thing. I don't know. I I, I don't know. This is not a first amendment right thing. <laughs> all are, these are Walter. basic freedoms. Um. I don't know. I don't know words. how to. I don't know how to feel about it. I really don't because I don't. Is this First Amendment protected? I don't know if that's. I don't know. I, I have no clue. I, it'll be what's, an interesting what's the case. Line? I mean, Confederate flags. I don't fucking like those. No, either. I don't Let's either. get rid of those. I, well, I agree. But it's probably 100%. their First Amendment right to do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't like this. I mean, I don't personally like the sticker. Anti flags, like, pro eating ass. <laughs> well. Those are again pro eating ass or pro IE ass sticker. Two very different things. What is happening? Well, uh, I, I I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't want you to tell me anything, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. All right, what are we doing? Okay, what's next? Michael, what do you have? Uh, product update. Uh, this is from Festus, Missouri. Festus? Festus. Uh, whatever. Molestus? Uncle Festus? Uncle Festus, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So um, one cafe it's put right a major twist. Town. <laughs> one, one cafe put a major twist on but a classic. You can only go on Wednesdays. Nice. One. Nice. Thank you. One cafe put a hold major. On. Hold on, Michael. Hold on. Hold on. I'm doing this. Yeah, myself. that was a good one. One cafe put a major twist on a classic ice cream sundae by introducing the pickle split. Stop it! Pickles are great. I I like pickles. pickles. I like ice cream. They don't belong together. Banana split with a pickle instead of a banana. So it's not a banana split. It's It's a pickle split. It's a pickle split. Yeah. That's gross. It's gross. Stop it. Stop. Like I I said, I like both of those things. They just don't belong together. I'll do it. I'd do it. No, 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 no. Well, we no, could make no, them. No, no, it wouldn't no, be no, difficult. No, no, no. Well, hard. We should do it. Let's do it. No, I don't want to eat a pickle split. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> what are you fucking laughing at? I'll God do it. it. I, I'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do pickle splits on the fat pasture. Yeah. Deal right. pickles. That's fine. Let's do that in June. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, all right. Lenny. Well, Hi, Lenny. What's up, Lenzo? Uh, my niece sent me this one, um, and I'll just read it. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, my niece. Um, <laughs> niece Basinger. Oh, oh yes. Oh, <laughs> niece Basinger. Uh, Ohio woman uh, was arrested and charged with burglary uh, after the sheriff's official said she broke into a home uh, Monday morning, May 6th. At 9 a.m., deputies arrived and spoke with the individual, uh, who was a female. She came into the home through the back door. She sat down on the couch, began to pet the dog. She oh, washed the dishes and then this. left the home. I, I don't understand. This like, seems like a we hero situation. We get this situation. kind of crap all the time. <laughs> I think People she's that a just hero. Like, walk in drunk, naked into somebody's house and just sleep on the couch or make Dude. a sandwich. It's like, what are or you doing? She, she petted the, the dog dishes? and washed the dishes. 
I think I was gonna say she they can owe rob, her some She money. can rob my house. I started anytime, to say, yeah, come on by. Didn't take anything. Just uh, God, it's so weird. <laughs> it I is just weird. Don't understand. Apparently, she also gave the deputies a false name uh, and appeared under the influence of narcotics. That's shocking. So, so, um, so she was naked, and she no, she, oh, she wasn't she, naked. No, okay. said she'd been up for two days. Um, oh, so psychosis, so. drugs. And she just wanted to do the damn dishes. Apparently. <laughs> That's what she said when they arrested her. Man, don't come long. <laughs> All right. Well. Wait, no, I want the other no, one. What do you, I want the other one. <laughs> All right. Um, Dude, try the, try the Taco Bell chips, They're man. awesome. Fire chips? Florida man, Those are good, Florida yeah. man, does whatever a Florida man does. I can't believe he did this. God, does he not work? Like, what does he do? Like, this is what he does on his day off. Here comes Florida man. I love it so much. God. What do you think, Lenny? Pretty good? Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, told you. Yeah, would you throw Uncle Brad another one of those? Florida man was arrested after uh, standing through his moonroof while the car was on cruise. That's amazing. Uh, 70 year old. Tell man. me you haven't wanted to do that, too. Yeah, he did. Like it. on the movie Big. Yeah. Yes. In the limo. <laughs> yeah. He was on I-4, which is notoriously a high traffic yeah. road. Um, 70 year old man. And they have footage of him just free falling with Titanic style, man. That man's just living his best life. Yeah, he yeah. is. So uh, he, he officers um, said he did it because he wanted to praise God. He also said he'd rather go to jail than to go back home. I'd rather do a seventy year. I'd rather seventy year old do this than try to run our country. Can I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Put Trump in a limo and let him stand outside and praise God. Whatever. Yeah. Just get him out of the White House. So he'd rather go to jail than go back home. He said, "My wife treats me like a servant, and she's the mist- mistress." Lock me up. I'd rather go to jail than go back home. Good so, Lord. That man knows he what he's about. some fucking freedom. Sorry, Lenny. That man knows what he's about. What the uh, hell? Yeah. That is bizarre. That is great. And then I got a little bit of a sad one. Oh, my God. How many are we doing, Michael? I had seven. I wheeled it down to four. Can, you, I, can I, you send yours, by the way? I wheeled it down to four. Whittled How about whittled it down to I four? I said whittled You said wheeled it down hey, to four. Can you, can I you send whittled. yours? No, I'm not fucking sending mine. Please, right. I'm working on Twitter. God can damn it. Please? Can you just wait for the pause for a minute? Man. Okay. Uh, so the average American, this is from, uh, I don't know, News Channel News 8. <laughs> They're on your community. side. Uh, the average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. I believe it. A study reveals. That's what you need the pub for. Yeah, all kinds of new like to make friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, they surveyed over two thousand Americans and found that forty five percent of adults struggle to make new friends. Uh, with forty two, <laughs> god damn it, forty two of them blaming their struggles on think, shyness or introversion. If you wait for think it. I'm not naming wait for it. If you think I'm not naming that, that I eat ass. I eat. You're ass. out of your mind. Yeah, I know. I know. Why wouldn't you? So, um, other reasons. So, so basically, nobody makes friends anymore. So. What's well, because we live online? Yeah, I, I mean think that's a huge part of it. I Nobody goes out new, anymore. There's a new like dating app that's like with for friends making friends. So it's not really a dating. Well, app? It, it's the same idea, but the intent isn't to to bone in the back seat behind the Arby's parking well, lot. It's not the intent. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. 
when, when in Rome. No, no. When no, in, it isn't. It's when not in Arby's when in Rome. parking lot. <laughs> when in Arby's. <laughs> when in Rome, Georgia. No, when in Noble, that's, that's noble Romans. That's just when in Noble Romans parking lot. Is, that um, thing, is, is Noble Romans still around? Yeah, they got one in Trafalgar. It's in a gas station. Oh, so it's, okay, whatever. Hmm. All right, can we move on now? Yeah, all so right, that's ahead. it. That's all I got. It's sad, sad, sad state of affairs. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to talk about Shane Claiborne? Yes. Great uh, interview. Shane Claiborne is a best-selling author. He's a renowned activist and speaker. Shane worked with Mother Teresa in Calcutta and founded The Simple Way in Philadelphia. <laughs> Let's not skip over that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that worked with Mother Teresa. We, we mentioned it a little bit at the beginning with him. But like that was the, a profound... Irresistible yeah. Revolution was a huge part of my deconstruction. Yeah, a huge paradigm shift. Massive. That may have been of one of the... He was one of the top five books that led me. It down was one the of the big cannonballs like, into the castle yeah. wall. Yeah. Like yeah. that yeah, really sure. put a huge dent in it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh God, pacifism yeah. makes way more sense yeah. than what I've been believing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he heads up the Red Letter Christians, a movement of folks who are committed to living as if Jesus meant the things he said. Shane is a <laughs> what a novel concept. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Shane is a champion of grace, uh, which has led him to jail, uh, advocating for the homeless and to, and to places like Iraq, Afghanistan to stand against war. Um, I, for, I had totally forgotten that he went to, um, Iraq and Afghanistan yeah, in the middle, like, in the of, middle the of the war. Yeah. The bombing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, he, uh, Anyway, so now Grace fuels his passion um, to end the death penalty and to stop uh, gun violence. He writes and speaks about around the world about peacemaking, social justice, um, and Jesus, and is the author and co-author of numerous books, including Irresistible Revolution, uh, Jesus for President, Executing Grace, uh, Common Prayer, which is a book we talk about a little bit uh, towards the end. Um, if you would like a chance to win um, Shane's book, it's with uh, co-author... Mike Martin. Mike was supposed to be on the podcast originally, but he had something uh, uh, pop up. So we have invited him back on whenever he wants to come. And Shane too. We'll and Shane, Shane again. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a, a fun interview. A ton of fun. Um, but if you would like a chance to win their book, you can go to uh, twitter.com slash pastors podcast. Um, and beating uh, guns. Beating guns. Yes. Yeah. So it's beating guns. Hope for people who are weary of violence. Um, don't know what you guys think about guns, but this is a great conversation. It it's a great book, too. I can't um, recommend it enough. Yeah, it's really good. So if you we're going to give away three copies. You just have to follow us on Twitter and uh, retweet the the pin tweet for the next week or yep. six days or however long till we yeah. record another podcast. Um, yeah, get a, get a chance to win it. Uh, if not, buy it. Um, or if you want to buy it and give it to somebody, give it to your, your, your racist uncle. Uh, Yes. <laughs> give it to your racist uncle. Yeah, give it it's, and, and I'll say this: it's not an extremist position. No. Like it's, no, it's, it's very common sense. <clears throat> it's very well thought out. Logical statistics. Like here are the we just here want the actual people to be dying from guns. Yes, guns. that's it. Yeah, that's I don't want to really take your it. goddamn guns. This yeah. is an everybody issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out. This is a, a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, I think, in our. Um, during our our live episode, uh, people that we wanted to have on the podcast, and he's one he of was them. one of the people that early I on. hinted at that we wanted to get early on. And this is a great example of why we wanted him on. Yep, yep. It, it was just as good as we had hoped. Yep. Um. So, all right. Without further ado, let's go further up, further in with Shane Claiborne. Further up, further 
further in, further up there, further in. Yeah. 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 Shane Claiborne, you are on the Inglorious Pastors podcast. Man, am I excited. <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> so so first of all, let's just get the 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 groveling out of the way. So we groveling. I don't know what the word is. Fanboying? We're fanboying. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> so we here's a spore revolution. I have not bought any more copies of yeah, a single book than that book same. and given yep. away copies of that book than in oh. any other book. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sweetest thing that's nice of yeah um i gave I, I bought 30 copies when i was a youth pastor gave them to all my kids you and... stole a couple too yeah i did yeah, yeah. well but, you gotta, you gotta uh, keep i mean i paid copy. for 30 so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we yeah that, that that book uh definitely affected us on a spiritual level what you were saying uh your work with mother Teresa, um the third way stuff the third way yeah. uh it 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 changed everything for us. Yep. Um, mm. So first of all, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's beautiful. I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm, I'm old because they had me do a 10-year uh, new edition. <laughs> but it was it was actually a cool idea. I went back and, you know, wrote kind of notes in the, mar- you know, in, in the book that kind of uh, this is how that turned out or, oh, you know, it's, I said this, but this is – you know, something I'm thinking now or whatever is cool. It's fun. So uh, there's a 10 year anniversary version of it and whatnot. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. I might need to get that. I'm going to see yeah. what you want to see. What, I'm going to see what Shane learned. I'll send you, I'll send you free ones since you bought, you bought so many. Already. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So you're here today to talk about, uh, beating guns. It's your, your latest book, uh, co-authored with, uh, Mike Martin, Michael Martin, um, it's called beating guns, hope for people who are weary of violence. Mm. Um, so who, who is, uh, this is a loaded question. Huh? See what I did there. Um, this is, um, <laughs> I, ever, ever since I, I read, uh, all the different like things that are gun related and little sayings that we say, I catch myself saying mm-hmm. the loaded question. I yep. wasn't even, oh, yeah. I'm catching myself everywhere. I just, <laughs> you know, gone into like my vernacular. Um, so who, who is this book for, uh, who is affected by gun violence? I'm going to say they're probably both the same answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, what is happening is we're realizing that this is a public health crisis and we're, we're, you know, uh, affected sort of everywhere. I was in Heston, Kansas, like a couple years ago, uh, or, uh, and, and, I, I gave a talk on nonviolence and the way of Jesus in a violent world. And afterwards someone said, yeah, but this is Heston, Kansas, not North Philly. And, you know, <laughs> things are a little different. And then literally a, just a matter of a week or two later, they had um, a horrific shooting um, mm. in Heston, Kansas. I think 14 people were shot, several died and, um, I, I, we just went back there, you know, as we've been doing this tour, melting guns and the tools. And we had uh, one of the, two of the survivors of that that shared, you know, but it's everywhere. You got from Heston, Kansas to, uh, you know, North Philly or Chicago or wherever. But we're going through these towns and, and now you have towns like Thousand Oaks and Aurora and they're remembered for the, the terrible yeah. tragedies there, you know, yeah. Um 
But, you know, until it hits us personally, it's not a crisis, I think. So in some ways, um, th- there's a proximity issue, you know, that if, if this isn't personal, we sort of think it, of it as just one more issue. But, um, I mean, one of the things that stunned me as we were writing the book is almost half of Americans know someone personally who's been shot. That, that, that's pretty stunning. It is unbelievable. And, so it does affect a lot of us. Um, and you even think of um, firearm suicides, which are two thirds of our gun deaths uh, are from suicide. So there's a lot of facets of this that as we wrote Beating Guns, we kind of thought about the layers of gun violence in ways that I hadn't necessarily thought about. But even looking back at my own life, my uncle shot himself and mm. had two young kids, you know, and like there's other I, I remember in middle school, one of my friends shot his best friend because they were playing cops and robbers with a gun in the house and did, they thought they thought it was empty of course and but you know i mean the, doesn't, doesn't so, but, everybody <laughs> right so but you, you know looking back you see you see uh how how it touches so many of our lives and uh, you know but um yeah i mean i grew up in with guns though you know east tennessee we got country yeah. music says this house is protected by the good lord and a gun yeah. and if you come unwanted you'll meet them both son you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Help us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so. yeah we're from i mean we're from indiana and it's the same i mean it's it's just I, it's just crazy i mean it's just your, your accents aren't as good <laughs> yeah, it's very true yeah. yeah they're not as uh i mean we live in a we live in a town of twenty thousand people there's at least four stores you could buy guns in a town this Easily. size yeah. it's insane yeah. i mean I that's mean, just for like percentage wise that's crazy every sunday morning after church there's yep. a there's a uh um, gun range, a gun range near my house that uh, I can step outside. Yep. And every Sunday morning after yep, church, there's I hear, one over here too. Yeah. I hear, Whoa. hear bullets flying. Yep. yep. So, yeah. I passed a passed a gun store today, and in the door or in the window, it said, "God bless you." <laughs> and I was right. just like, I, I <laughs> just, right. I mean, I just, sh- I just shook my head, and it's just like, God, is there any hope? I mean, I, I mean, we've got a picture in the book of a, a gun shop down here in Tennessee. It says, Jesus is Lord. We buy guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's succinct, succinct and to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was there, I mean, clearly we, I mean, as you, as you book says, we have a gun problem in this country. That's, you, you don't even need a book to tell you that, but we do. Um, and it's pretty obvious why you write the book. Was it, but was there a specific, like, moment or incident for for you and mike that that led to this project or was it more of just a culmination of just conversations or i mean what what was it that led to this yeah well there are there there are a few different things i think and one of them is um that you realize as you look at the god and guns thing that we're you know we're already talking about that that um this one of the stunning things is that Christians own guns at a higher rate mm-hmm. than the general population. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those of us that worship the Prince of Peace are packing heat, you know, more than like <laughs> the other other folks. And and um and that's why I did a, a book on the death penalty too. Is mm-hmm. I, I saw that you know eighty five percent of executions are happening in the Bible Belt, and so you know I, I saw this violence problem that we've got kind of. Um, uh, polluting our Christianity. Um, but th- th- there's, there's a spiritual dynamic to it, but then this is personal for me too. Um, almost every corner of my neighborhood, I can tell you the story of who got shot and killed there. Right. And we've got memorials on almost, almost every corner to prove it. So, you know, it, it, we often think of the mass shootings and they are, they are one 
expression of the gun crisis, but you know that they don't make up by by any means a majority of the the gun deaths. And so you know you think there's been these lives lost, 105 lives lost every day, um, and we had to change that statistic. When we started writing the book, it was 96, and then we you know got fact checked, and it's 105. And someone, a reporter, just told me uh, the other day it's 109 now or something. So yeah. you know it's just. So it's, you know, 38,000 lives um, a, a year that are being lost. So, yeah, but I mean, for me personally, it was when a 19 year old on my block was killed and it was literally on my front step. Um, and um, I held his hand as he, he was taking his last breath. He was still oh, alive and God. the ambulance came and he, he died the next morning. Um, and so, I mean, that's very dramatic. But for me, that was that was my. My point where it's like, man, you know, I, Dr. King said you we're called to lift people out of the ditch and the road to Jericho like the Good Samaritan did. But after you lift so many people out, you start to say, we got to do something about the road to Jericho. There's something mm-hmm. wrong up in here, you know. Yeah. yeah. So when when Papito died, that's that was really uh, that that breaking point for me. And we began to really um, uh, vigilantly take on the, the, the specifically the gun violence um, in our city and in our neighborhood. Um, yeah, but we, you know, the guns to plows thing started, um, I, I, we, Mike and I started doing that, you know, taking donated guns and turning them into garden tools at uh, almost the same time. I had teamed up with my buddy, Ben Cohen from Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> Woo! We, we didn't, we did, we did, we did. We did an event. He's a good friend to have for a lot of reasons, and uh, like Fudge Brownie and Cherry Garcia, I'll tell you that. Yeah, when can we expect Claiborne Crunch? When's that one coming out? I'm ready, man. But, but, you you know, we did this thing uh, together called Jesus Bombs and Ice Cream, imagining a world with fewer bombs and more ice cream. And uh, we dropped Ben and Jerry's buckets from helium balloons, you know, from the ceiling. It was special. That's amazing. That's so yeah. They, they were meant to look sort of like bombs, but only ice cream. And, uh, you know, so it was awesome. And uh, But we one of the things that we did is we took a, we invited people to donate a gun, and we had the AK-47 donated. That was our first gun. Wow. <laughs> Somebody was like, yeah, I'm not using this anymore. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm done. We, turned it into a shovel and a rake and it was so incredible and also moving. I don't think we realized how powerfully like, um, you know, deeply moving it was to watch that live, you know, in the matter of an hour and a half uh, transform. And, um, so Mike had started doing that too. And, um, he heard that uh, some of the metal from the the world trade center was turned into battleships for the war and he was like, man, that's the exact opposite of this mm-hmm. swords into plows idea. You know, it's and so we, um, you know, read the verses of Mike and Isaiah, both the, the biblical prophets talk about beating swords into plows. Yeah. And we're like, well, we we ain't got a ton of swords up in here, but we got plenty <laughs> of guns. So let's do it. You know, so, yeah. So, so in, in you just said 105, 109 people die every day in America via the gun um it would it would seemingly affect everyone uh why is gun violence something that is politicized why can't we agree on this well uh so i i think there's a proximity thing that sometimes it's not a compassion problem but it's a proximity problem Mm -hmm. that we we don't really feel the urgency of it if you're not hearing gunshots at night and lifting another you know doing another funeral for a kid and things like that but um 
but there, there's the, the, the politicizing, I think, it has been held hostage by a handful of what I would call gun extremists, because yeah. they're not just gun owners, um, but they're, they're folks that are uncompromising, that if you, if you take it, the AR-15s away, they're coming for our hunting rifles. And a majority, <laughs> of people, majority of people go, no, I don't think that's true, you know? And that's where one of the things that we found as we were researching for the book is that the NRA, they say, you know, we represent 5 million people. But what we also have to hear is what that means is 90%, over 90% of gun owners are not a part of the NRA. And many of them are much more reasonable. In fact, uh, over half of them find themselves at odds with the ideology of the NRA. And, um, you know, so I I know the stats can get old. But, I mean, one of the things that that is amazing is looking at how overwhelmingly many gun owners want to see some changes made on things like assault weapons and things like that. So we had had these folks come on a march with us, and they had shirts on that said, said, uh, I'm a gun owner against gun violence. (laughs) <laughs> and they said, and on the back I saw it said, it said, uh, hunters against assault weapons. And they, it, it said, you don't need 10 rounds to shoot a deer if you're good. You know? <laughs> if, if you do, you suck. Like yeah. that's- <laughs> so, so in the book, you mentioned, uh, growing up hunting squirrels and frog gigging, which, uh, been there. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what do you say to hunters and those who hunt for food? Oh, I, I mean, I, yeah, that was, that was my life growing up. You know, um, I could, I could, I could probably make you a good, good little dish of squirrel gravy, fellas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my address after we're done. Hey I'm man, gonna... I kid, I kid you not. I was, we were talking about the weirdest foods that we ate. Um, and I was, ta- I, you know, I've traveled all over the world. So I was, we were brainstorming this and then I said, you know what though? I don't think it gets any weirder than what I had as a kid, which was squirrel brains. You would boil the head yep. and crack it open with a nutcracker. I Y'all did that in yeah. No, but well, I <laughs> yes, know people. I did. I know people that do, but I I went to college. We went to college in Tennessee. Two of us did, and in Knoxville. And I I had friends that were like, "Yeah, I grew up on squirrel brains. They used to like pickle the heads. Yeah, man. And then yeah, they just yeah. like, yeah. It's like what the f- man, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had squirrel, rabbit, uh, lots of bluegill. Um, crappie, <laughs> a lot of yeah. crappie. Yeah, we're gonna exchange. You guys are, you guys we're are gonna basically. Gonna we're gonna exchange down home recipes after this is over. I can, oh, I man, can show I you how to dress a rabbit. Recipes, man. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation. I, I don't know about the guns, but I'm really enjoying this you, conversation. You, what, what? you know what my my wife says? Uh, they say crappie in North Carolina. Apparently. Yeah. They call it that. They're yeah. wrong. I was like, who wants to eat that? You know, and <laughs> you, you, but I feel like right now it's was that was that pulp fiction or something where you're going, you know what they call that quarter pounder? So so are, are you advocating Royale with cheese? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> are you advocating them giving up their guns as well? Or or where do you where do you stand? Oh yeah, on we that? got distracted. We got distracted. Now I mean here's no, the deal. I, I wouldn't talk about squirrel brains will do that to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to find a, a better conversation on guns. And I, I think that the starting point is by saying, can, can we can we save some lives? So let's reframe it as, yeah, you know, yeah. this is not it, it's not about being uh, uh, anti-guns as much as anti-gun violence. And there are people who have guns for hunting and for, you know, keep coyotes off the farm and things like that. Sure. I, I'm one. I mean, I would I would challenge some of our ideas of 
of handguns and, you know, how, like do they protect us or are they more likely to take the life of someone we love yeah. either by accident or by suicide, you know, all that, that that's sure. good stuff. But yeah, no, no, no one's, no, we're not even suggesting get rid of the second amendment. I mean, but, uh, but going, maybe think, let's, let's talk about like the one handgun a month law, which says yeah. maybe one handgun per month per person 12 handguns in one year is enough <laughs> right <laughs> feels like more than enough go, yeah. like, god I, and there's people that go no 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 you know if you do that they're just it's all downhill from here you know so that's where you go man i the gun owners i know they they actually really believe in some changes on things like that or like do we need milis, military style weapons on the street that shoot a hundred rounds in a minute who who needs that you know silencers who what if you're <laughs> who needs this you know so i think like those those kind of things are are worth talking about because i i literally think that that we could see some lives saved uh yeah. if we want to we're not going to save everybody's life but you know 105 a day we can do better now well we're you know i i hear statistics like that you know of you were saying earlier and about you know, a vast majority of gun owners don't support the NRA, and and the book is really and, good with statistics. Yeah, and want like and it, want change and all yeah. that. But like, where, like, where are those people? I know you said you you know quite a few, and you've had some do marches and stuff. But man, like in our context, like it just doesn't. I, I hear those statistics, and I'm like, but like if that's the case, how is the conversation not changing? Like, because it well, seems like that because. I mean, it seems like with that many people, you would think they would step up and go, the NRA doesn't speak for me. It's time to stop this. That yeah. They would be writing their politicians and they would be, I don't know, electing different politicians or whatever. Like where, like how has the conversation not changed if the numbers add up that way? Well, even though the, the NRA is a small majority of gun owners, it uh, still owns a lot of the politicians. Right. And, and I'm not yeah. I'm not kidding about that. I think, no, you know, I know. like yeah. like, you know, Henry Ford said, if you if you want to know how to stop gun violence, then look at who or he said, if you want to if you want to see uh, how to end violence, see who profits from it. Yep. And that's yep. the same with with the yeah. with the guns. It, it's a massive business and it has been from the beginning. Um, I mean, even, you know, as we talk about in the book, a lot of the earliest gun profiteers, the business people, they didn't even care about guns. They cared about money and guns made more money than shirts and sewing yeah. machines. And so, yeah. um, you know, uh, you only get one sewing machine, but you can get 10 guns or 50, you know. So anyway, yeah, I think that that's all a part of. Uh, but the other thing that I will uh, compliment the NRA in is that they're really engaged like uh you know one of the studies showed how much more uh politically active uh the average nra member is than the average american or non-gun mm -hmm. owner you know yeah. so um yeah it's been said you know until we mobilize for peace like people mobilize for war then the war wars will always have the last word so i think in some ways it's the same with the guns and i don't think that laws are going to change everything you know I, th I think we there's things like technology like smart guns you know i hadn't thought about that but we got smartphones atms you know locks on your door that operate off your fingerprint and uh, everybody uh, that knows about technology says we could totally do this with guns, yep. uh, fingerprint technology, smart guns, so that they operate off the the owner, the intended yeah, yep. you know owner. And, and if you steal a gun, or if your kid finds it, or if someone wants to take their life, it makes it a lot harder with fingerprint. So there's there's some of it's just a it's not a lack of ability, it's a lack of willpower or incentive, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. 
it's it's big business and, and I'll, how, how can you monetize it i'll be i'll be vulnerable here and say that i am a gun owner uh for the, for the reason that well, i have one too that it's that, an heirloom the the reason that shane said i've i've got yeah. coyotes that have killed multiple of my chickens that when <laughs> and, and, and michael can't have eggs and, anymore and, and nobody can have eggs anymore <laughs> I, i've I've thought about getting one for the stray cats behind my house. Oh, <laughs> man. If my if my wife would support that, I, it would happen. But uh, if, my, if my if my wife listens to this podcast, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, she feeds yeah. yeah, definitely don't don't have her listen to this. Yeah, don't. Yeah, just but, don't. But yeah, I I read the book and I 100% agree with yep the book. Yep. I I, I you're in the right. It, I and I've said this before. If it meant that one less person had to die, I would gladly give my gun away. Yeah. I would get, gladly give it back. Like it's yeah. it's not. It, if if that's if that's what it takes, then I'll I'll do it. So I'll be first in line. Yeah. Well, I think you know we also don't think about how the technology has evolved. You know, when the Second Amendment was right. written, gunshot one or two rounds a minute. Now yeah. they shoot a hundred yeah. rounds yeah. a minute. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, James Madison, that author of the Second Amendment, one of them, he, he said uh, that freedom can be uh, uh, endangered by the abuse of power, but it can also be endangered by the abuse of freedom. You know, like mm-hmm. like if my my I need, you know, we, we, I'm free to own an AR-15 and that that begins to, you know, uh, jeopardize someone else's freedom to live and to, you know, thrive because we got, uh, you know, just a handful of people that really believe these assault weapons like uh, AR-15 should be on the streets of our cities. Yeah, and crazy. so, yeah, that's the stuff that where I think we really got to um, have a new conversation and, and, you know, not, not, not demonize gun owners, but, but really ask who's profiting from this and and why we can't have a better conversation why we let a handful of these uh, extremists really hold hold the conversation hostage yeah uh so yeah well it's interesting because when you talk about a conversation you know you it seems like anytime you even say the word gun control or common sense gun legislation like and I know, in, at least in our area, you're just immediately oh, well, you're just a liberal that wants to dismantle the Second Amendment. It's like whoa, 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 time out. Like <laughs> there's like a shitload of room between repeal the Second Amendment and let you buy a cannon. Like there's yeah, a yeah. lot of ground, but like but a like cannon where, fires hundred rounds a minute. But where like where? <laughs> I, how you do you see even a guy in Colorado? We write about in the book, uh, Mel Bernstein. He's got four thousand guns. Yeah, he's and he insane. He's a, a flamethrower yeah. and a tank. Yeah, it's it's just like, it's it's beyond crazy. <laughs> now the flamethrower, I might be able to get behind that. <laughs> yeah, I want to melt snow. Um, but uh, I, you know, I got a new idea for weeding my garden. <laughs> <laughs> where do you like? Where do, where does like? How do you even begin a conversation? Because the way our in the let's face it, this is a political issue. It shouldn't be, but it is. That's just the nature of where it is. And the nature of any political discussion today is the second you say anything contrary to what the other group wants, you're automatically dismissed as a label instead yeah. of somebody that's like, I just don't want my kids. I mean, I've, my oldest son, like he's in middle school. He's terrified. Like. Mm-hmm. He is literally yeah. just sitting there waiting for the day when that happens. Well, we had in their we school. had a school shooting yeah, in, in the school that he goes to. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. several years ago. years ago. Yeah, and so like he is just he's just waiting for like all I'm saying is that shouldn't be this way. But I'm automatically right. denounced as a liberal as a 
whatever. And it's like, no, man, like I, I just don't want the kids to have to be freaking afraid of getting blasted with an AR-15 when they go to school. So, like, how do we yeah. even begin conversations? Well, I think I think part of what we do is we, we just got to there is a better conversation, I think, having happening with a lot of younger people that are going, man, it just doesn't have to be this way, you know, and, and um, but but uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. There's there's this stuff like. Well, should you have to report stolen guns? You know. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I mean. Like, like things like that. I like should you know folks on a no-fly list? Shouldn't they also be on a no-gun list? You know, like yeah. I think there's there's ways we can talk about it. But I kind of meet people where they're at. So there's some people if they're Christians, man, I want to talk about the spiritual side of it too because, you know. Yeah, we can talk about the Second Amendment, but Christians have a higher yes. authority than the Constitution, you know, and that's just Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, and this idea of, like, the gun and the cross, I think, give you two very different versions of what power looks like. So I, I think, you know, that's that's why, where I really want to engage the fact that Christians own guns at a higher rate than the general population. I, I think there's a spiritual issue there. There's a theological issue. There's a fear issue, you know, all that. So I, I like digging into that. Um, but you know, for folks that are not Christians or, or whatever, I, I like to, you know, have, have this conversation about it, it. Would you think of a way that we could save lives? Cause you think of cars, like cars aren't even designed to kill, but they can, you know, and we've done all kinds of things to try to protect people. We yeah. have speed limits. We got driving tests. You got, if you, yeah, you make mistakes with a car, you get your license taken away, you know, like, uh, so I think there might ought to be a maximum age limit for the record, but anyway, you know, but, uh, on the, on the car, but anyway, that's but your next yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was driving with my friend, Tony Campolo the other day and it was like, Whoa, man, you're 85. I th let me take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, I, so, you know, I was behind a guy. I took a picture of the freaking bumper sticker cause I just shook my head. The, this isn't this is what passes for an argument is he was like if guns kill people so if guns kill people is what the bumper sticker said then spoons make people fat and it was like <laughs> right i mean it's like i i don't even know i get so frustrated with this debate because i don't even know where to begin like you said you meet people where they are but like like where that person's yeah, at well, is in freaking crazy town so like how do you yeah. even begin a conversation because that's the type, type of person that would automatically yeah. Just dismiss you. Oh, you're just want to take my guns. Don't settle down, man. Like I'm just wanting to have like a reasonable <laughs> take it easy, Chad. Yeah. So well, I'm thinking I think he that was Cletus, is, that but. is like with all these things, there's folks that are probably not the ideal place to create a civil discourse, you know, but uh, uh, I mean, th they're part of that, that, you know, 15% or whatever of gun owners that don't think you need background checks. But I mean, you got to remember there's, you know, uh, eight more, you know, 84% of gun owners, they want to see background checks. They want yeah. to see things like uh, domestic abusers not get guns. So I, 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 that's where, I mean, as we just traveled this country, we were all over the place. We went to 37 different events, uh, 37 cities. And, um, we, um, we met people everywhere that were, uh, asking great questions and open to conversation. A lot of gun owners. We have people in the middle of the event as we're turning the gun into a plow they went home and got handguns or an assault assault rifle and just said, you know what, uh, I just I don't want this anymore. I'd rather see it, you know, 
turned into something else and you know the world's better with one less ar15 in it so yeah um so the gallery of the absurd section um was particularly <laughs> eye-opening and, and keep in mind you you wrote a whole book about this so this is just i don't feel like i'm spoiling the book but there's there's so much in it that's just factual and, and brilliant but um you mentioned a gun that looks like a cell phone uh you mentioned someone that that if someone gets their eye shot out by a Nerf gun, they can sue Nerf. But if somebody gets their eye shot out by a gun, they can't sue the gun maker. Uh, you can literally print guns now on a 3D printer, making yes. them nearly untraceable. How 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 are we so blinded by the absurdity of guns in America? That's, that that is a good question. I think there's there's a lot of it that we just don't know, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, there's towns where you are required by law to own a gun. Wow. <laughs> Who knew, you know? But I mean, stuff like like I, I think that's really scary is the immunity that yeah. that the gun industry has, and that's kind of what you said, you know, if you. If I get hurt with a Nerf toy gun or whatever, I can sue Nerf. But you can't sue a, a gun, uh, either a gun dealer or a gun manufacturer. You know, it just there's just like unprecedented immunity that they exploit. You know, and and uh, um, so I mean, it, it, it boggles the mind that there are more regulations on toy guns and real guns. But that is exactly the case. And there's laws that that protect those gun dealers and, and, and the, like you we know that five percent of gun owners or gun dealers are responsible for 90 percent of the crime guns but we can't know what are the worst of the worst what are the gun dealers that are profiting their whole business off of straw buyers you know off of someone mm. buying guns and mm. selling them to folks that uh, aren't allowed to buy them. It's like, you know, kind of mi buying minors alcohol. Like you yeah. can't do that in a, in a liquor store, you know, you'd lose your license, but you can do that in gun shops all over the country. Yeah. You have a, a chapter about kids and guns. And um, so I'm, I'm, my daughter is about to turn four next week. Uh, she picked out her cake. It's, it's a hello kitty cake. Um, yes. I'm reading this book and you're talking about how um, politicians have advocated that kids as young as four years old can learn how to use guns. And that not only that, but guns are being marketed for kids. You can buy a Hello Kitty gun and and, um, and someone was shot. A kid was shot playing with a Hello Kitty gun. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really does boggle the mind, but it, it's all about marketing, you know, and they're marketing to kids. And the guns have done that for – the gun industry has done that from the very beginning. They said, you know, we our goal is to get a gun in the hands of every young boy. You start them young, you know, and, and they're marketed to boys now, you know, Hello Kitty guns, pink guns that are marketed to women um, and men that like pink, I reckon. But, you know, it's it's that's, that's, <laughs> it's out there. And yeah. it, it and it's, it's really scary because it, it – um, yeah, they do look like toy guns and they do. I mean, that 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 uh, one absurd thing that we talk about, we have that whole gallery of the absurd. And one uh, when they're talking, they, they did this uh, spoof. I can't remember who it was, but, you know, he's asking them to do kindergartens, you know, oh, oh, <laughs> Kinder, the, the, yeah. the, the Borat guy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, and these politicians started start uh, defending the, the idea that kids, you know, in, in elementary school should be having guns, you know, and uh, they got, you know, they got guns. They made, they made like stuffed animals um, that have a gun in them. <laughs> 
and uh, and and you know this was a spoof, but these politicians thought it was for real, and they did yeah. these infomercials. You know, <laughs> you're just like man. That, but that's I think that's the beauty of art and satire. And yeah. of um, you know the past herds and things like that is you know we gotta like we gotta laugh at ourselves a little bit but like we also gotta like um, uh, we we gotta realize that man there's there's uh we're, we're we're in a funk we got we got some work to do on this yeah yeah the the truth is stranger than fiction you know and that's that's what we kind of saw in that whole gallery of the absurd mm-hmm. I mean as we were writing a book this it was after one of those shootings in the church in Texas or something and there was like just a few miles from where my folks live in Tennessee this guy came into his church brought a gun and is arguing before the uh, I mean he's making his case before the elders and trustees that people should be bringing guns to church and while he's doing it the gun goes off and it shot his wife. I mean, she survived. Thank God. I probably wouldn't tell the story mm-hmm. she hadn't. But like, and I'm hoping the elders voted against his proposal. But you know, like that. That's how like wild it is. You know. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit? You mentioned earlier <clears throat> one of the uh, the idea of that if you go for one, if if they if they take away the AR-15s, they're going to take away all the guns. Can you? You mentioned a number of myths. I think there were seven myths. I think you talked about that get kind of pushed around by the pro-gun movement. Um, to counter gun control arguments. There's a couple of them I want to mention because I want because they're the seem to be the most common that I've run into when I've t- tried to talk to people about this and um, the ones that you hear more than any. There's a slippery slope myth. Yeah. Can you yeah, unpack that, that unpack that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I, the the idea that if they come for uh, uh, you, you know if, if we if they come for our assault rifles then they're going to take all of our guns it's kind of the idea that they're all kind of in a bundle and you can't compromise and um, uh, the, but the fact is that um, it's just not true and in fact when you look at the um, the early days of the NRA um, they some of the head NRA executives said we don't need assault weapons on the streets, you know, um, and, and things like that. Um, so it was, there was a totally different conversation that is evolved into, uh, what it is now. And, 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 and so, you know, to say that we, what we're talking about is guns that have a capacity that are just designed to kill as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, you know, I mean, let's start there. Um, and then, you know, go from there. But yeah, I, I think that, uh, it's, it's very much just a political tactic and strategy to say, if you give an inch, they'll take a mile kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, there's another, another one is the, the answer to a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Go ahead oh, and uh, blow that one out of the water for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, so the, the. The study that uh, I can't even. <laughs> so there's this this like l- like massive sort of study that everybody points to as uh, to defend that, and it was it was on the defensive uses of guns. But what they what was interesting is uh, they they just asked a really general question like um, have have has a gun helped defend you? And everybody said yes, but it wasn't even as they unpack that. I mean, we go into, you know, the like yeah. actual statistical yeah, detail right. uh, in the book, but it was like, uh, they didn't even define what that meant. So it didn't mean that they had actually used a gun or that they'd even, uh. um, pulled a gun. I mean, it could even be that they had a sign, you know, protected with the gun or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, they, it made them feel safer essentially. But then when you really look at that, when you look at like justifiable homicides, like guns being used to defend a family, it is so minuscule. Um, 
that what they found is that there's all kinds of things that are more effective or just as effective in defending yourself, um, especially for women, like uh, uh, phones and uh, like, like using a phone as a, as a defensive strategy, you know, like videoing or, um, or mace, all these things were just as effective as guns. And in fact, uh, a gun is more likely to take the life, especially of an yep. abused woman than it is to be used in, in, in defense. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I mean, the, the, the fact is that, that, that the, the guns are more likely to be used, uh, to, for someone taking their own life, especially a kid in the home or like to, to, um, hurt someone we love by accident than to defend us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the, all that data, it's, it's real clear on yeah. that, you know, there, there's one that you don't mention specifically, but, but the one that you hear a lot and, and maybe this can lead in, cause I definitely want to talk about Jesus and nonviolence and third yeah. way stuff. And maybe this can lead into that. The, the idea, you know, you hear, well, we have a heart problem, not a gun problem. Like that's the one of the leading arguments anymore. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's one of those other binaries that we we've got to refuse to uh, succumb to. You know that this is one of those things where you go, uh, why does it have to be a heart problem or a gun problem? Why can't we have both? And that yeah. that's what Mike Mike and I really insist is that we we do have a gun problem and a heart problem. Like you could get rid of every gun in uh, America, and we would still find ways to kill each other. Yeah. You know, people have used a pressure cooker to make a bomb in the Boston Marathon, right? Like, um, I was preaching at one event and I said, uh, you just don't see many people killing folks with spoons. And then I got Mm -hmm. all these emails of people using spoons as a weapon. It made me think (laughs) of when you said there, there's mostly people in prison that tried to hurt somebody with a spoon. You're like, Oh my gosh. But when I, when our spoon homicides are like, you know, 105. Say, when a, we're yeah. When a guy can it. go into a school and kill 15 people with a spoon that's in right. 30 seconds. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I, I think that's where, where we, we, we go. Uh, uh, let, let's, let's talk about this heart problem as well. Cause I think we're seeing that surface in so many different ways, uh, uh, manifestations of violence and hatred and bigotry and bullying. And there's all kinds of ways that we see that, that violence manifests itself and guns are just one manifestation of that violence. And we talk about the big guns, you know, the kind of infatuation and dependence on military style weapons that our country has, you know, the bit, the, the fact that we've got almost half the nuclear bombs in the world, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's just in us. I mean, even our history is violent yeah. and we haven't dealt with that, yeah. you know, what we did to natives and, and African folks. So, um, but you know, so, so that, 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 that's there. Um, but the guns still are like, here we got, we've got something that is one of the most unregulated things in our society. And they are the things that are made, uh, and designed to kill. And, and it's unprecedented anywhere else in the industrialized world, um, that, you know, 87% of the kids killed in the industrialized world are in one country here in the U S like it's the number one cause of death of African-American kids and number two of all kids. And, and so that, I, I think it's really helpful. You know, you say, how do you talk about this? I think it's helpful to talk about this as a pro-life issue. Yeah. Cause the, the irony is that, uh, in America, you can be pro guns, pro death penalty, pro war, and still say you're pro-life as long as you're anti-abortion. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, that's a whole nother conversation. Abortion. Yeah. We'll do that next time. But, you know, <laughs> but I, I think that's where we've got to say, like, if you're pro-life, 
you can't ignore gun violence. Like these, yeah. every single one of these lives lost every day is a child of God. It breaks God's heart. And so we, we, we can do better at protecting life. And that's what policies are meant to do. You know, I don't think policies change everything, but I, I do think, you know, just like we've done with cars, um, we, we can create better laws that protect lives and yeah. uh, make sure that, uh, you know, that, that, that people can flourish. Well, I mean, like, so we had a sh- some guy put a bomb in his shoe, one guy on an airplane, and now you have to take your shoes and your belt and... I did that multiple half, times today. I went to your, an airport. You have to take half your clothes off at the airport. So, like, legislation does have an effect. Like, yeah. Yeah. like things can be done immediately. I mean, New Zealand had that. that New Zealand that had a mass work. shooting, what, uh, like a month ago. Within yeah. a week, they had legislation banning... Assault. Assault weapons. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. within a week. It's just, it's, yeah. it can be done. It just, nobody will do it. We don't lack the ability. We lack the will. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, when uh, the E. coli hit, uh, the, you know, fi- it was, I think it was like five people were hospitalized yeah. from E. coli and the spinach and the government shut down the entire spinach industry, you know, <laughs> and pulled all the spinach off the shelves. You're like, man. Like, I'm actually fine we, with that. They could keep that off the shelf nah, as far as I'm concerned. No, idiot. it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we can act when we want to. You yeah, know? And, exactly. And, and yet, yes. Like, yeah. And, and, and yet after every mass shooting, we get more thoughts and prayers. So what yeah. we're what we're saying is uh, thoughts and prayers are awesome. But uh, let's let's do some acting on it, too. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, yeah. So so Christians, by and large, hold more guns than than non-Christians. What? What would Jesus say about guns? What what what, what did Jesus say? Or, or better, what did what did Jesus say about violence? Well, I, I the, there's that bumper sticker that says if if Jesus had had an AR-15, he'd still be alive. You know, and you're yeah. like, man, it's amazing how we can make Jesus yeah. who we want Jesus to Seriously, be. You know, uh, out there mowing uh, Romans. That old that old saying, uh, God created us in His image, and we decided to return the favor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? So we make God who we want God to be. But you look at Jesus, and I mean, I think that that, that the the best story to exemplify this is when Peter picks up a weapon to protect Jesus yep. when the soldiers come. You know, what I mean, and uh, the soldiers come to get Jesus, and Peter instinctively, impulsively, still uh, he cuts a guy's ear off with his sword. And Jesus's response is unmistakable. He scolds Peter, rebukes him, yep. says, "Put that away. You live by the sword. You die by the sword." And then, um, and then he heals the guy that Peter wounded, and uh, put that ear right back on. You know. And then, like, <laughs> I, I think, I think, how beautiful is that? In the early Christians, they got it. They said, when Jesus disarmed Peter, he disarmed every one of us because that was the that was the textbook case for standing your ground and you see that jesus's call to love our enemies to turn the other cheek it it flies in the face of the nra's uh you know idea to, to stand your ground and um and i don't think that that jesus was um passive um but I think he was nonviolent, is nonviolent. Yeah. And, and that, um, you know, in the cross and the gun, you see very, two very mm. different versions of power. And one says, I am willing to die. That's what the cross says. And the other says, I am willing to kill. And, and, and that's what the early Christians saw is they said, you just can't hold the cross in one hand and a weapon in the other. 
there comes a time where loving our enemies means that we don't kill them and that greater love is knowing than this. We, we can lay down our life, but we can't take a life. Um, we're, we're, the early Christians said we're, we're willing to die for Christ, but we cannot kill for him. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that, I feel like Jesus would just tell Christians today, like if you're holding guns, like you're full of shit, man. Like in, in his, in a loving way, I suppose. Um, but like, <laughs> I spoke Aramaic. Right, right. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> however that translates. Wh- however, yeah, however you're full of shit translates into Aramaic. But I, I know the reason I say that is I read when I read Irresistible Revolution. Okay, so I was raised uh, a, a typical evangelical American evangelical experience. Okay, so I voted. I was always a Republican, uh, and I even if I didn't know why, um, guns were great. Uh, all this, yeah. you know, on mm-hmm. and on and on. And then I read Irresistible Revolution and went, oh, I'm full of shit. I don't actually believe any of anything that I say I believe. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I, because that's you're you're a much nicer person than I am, because I just want to go and just like yell at people like you're phonies. Like, you don't actually believe that Jesus is what he says he is. Like, you don't believe any of it. You just, well, I you, mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I, I think part of what where my my if I do it, I don't feel like I'm always that gracious. But but what grace I do have comes because I see my own evolution on almost every one of these things, um, the death penalty, guns, politics. I also I helped organize the Bush quail campaign back in the day, you know, <laughs> like I, I that was my world. And then, um, you know, but I, I think it, it had everything to do with relationship, too, for me. So that's where I always kind of go back to like um, the, these are not just issues and statistics. These are children of God. And this is a you know, this whether it's immigration, it's easy to talk about people as if they're issues to debate rather right. than people yep. that we that God loves. And Mother Teresa said it can be very fashionable to talk about the poor, but not as fashionable to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> you for know? Sure. And we can argue scripture all we want. But I think until you know, you hold a mom that's lost her kid and listen to her wail or something like that. It, it just uh, may not have the, the fire in our bones that it should have, you know. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate your hopefulness on this issue because I, you know, the three of us have talked at length before about like I, I felt like well, we all felt like the gun debate ended after Sandy Hook, like when. 28 kindergartners or whatever can get gunned down and nothing happens. Like I felt like that was when the debate ended because then you've got like pulse nightclub, 50 people, Vegas, God, hundreds were shot and nobody cares. Like it seems to care. And yeah, yeah. so I appreciate, I mean, there, there was a school shooting last week and not, there was nothing like it was a blurb on the, on our, on our news for like two minutes. And it's like, my God, like, well, not enough people died. I, that's what I mean, yeah, though. I it's, it, we've gotten yeah. so desensitized. And I think I'm I'm just as guilty of that as anybody. And so I appreciate your the hope you give on this issue. You seem to genuinely feel like this is an issue that can be turned. Um, I, I talked to Michael. I, Michael and I were just talking like on the phone just yesterday, I think. Yeah. And I said, I think we're probably like two generations from actually getting meaningful change on this issue because so many kids have watched their friends and their peers die in school shootings that when those kids are in charge, they're not putting up with this crap anymore. I think that's true. And that that happened with the black lives matter movement. It's happened with uh, the, the parkland kids. And I I think on things like the death penalty and gun violence, we are, 
um, this is a moment to have courage. You know, I mean, it, right. it, it, it's like, uh, we're in a moment in a historic moment. And I think, you know, it doesn't take courage to say slavery was wrong a generation after you've ended it. It took, it took courage <laughs> to say it's wrong right. now, you know, when it was still accepted and defended by Christians and everything else, you know? So, um, that's what I love. You know, going back to the, the Mike and Isaiah vision, it ends by with a beautiful vision, you know, that people, that kids will play in the street and not worry that we will study war no more. Um, nation will not rise up against nation. You know, it's got this beautiful vision of peace. But what I really love about it is that the whole vision of Mike and Isaiah begins with us. It begins with yeah. the people refusing to kill, done with their weapons, beating them into you know, garden tools. And so it's not, you know, according to the prophets, it's not the politicians that lead the way to peace. It's the people uh, that lead the politicians to peace. They're the ones that keep uh, back in the NRA and creating the wars and everything else. So I, I think the people of God are the ones that are the conscience of our nation and of our world. So we, we got to live into that vocation that we're kind of the people we're waiting on, you know, and mm -hmm. water, water boils from the bottom up. And that's what's <laughs> happening. I think in our country, you know, I think you're right. So there, there, there's, Literally, we have four pages of questions to ask. We're, we're not going to have time for all of them. No, seriously. You weren't doing anything tonight, right? I, I'm legit not kidding. We have four pages of questions. Uh, so so there, there's so much in the book. I, I want to point people to the book because you talk about to to toxic masculinity in guns. You talk about racism in guns. You talk about uh, Christianity in guns. Um, there's there, de-escalation. <laughs> there, there's, there's so much in the book. It's yeah. such a good book. It is. I, I feel like we, so we, nice. we haven't even I, dipped into like Mike's side of things too. I, I, I offered for him to come back on whenever he, he has uh, cool. some, some time to do it. Um, because I definitely want to talk about his work as well. Um, I, I have a, a, a personal question for you. Um, <laughs> Let me and, say one thing first. Uh, I do think like the racing gun thing was amazing because white people love gun control when it came to controlling yep. black and brown people. From yep. having guns. Yeah, I think I've like, seen. So, I've, yeah, I've seen know, people. On anyway, yeah, I've seen people on Twitter argue like if you want to end the NRA's like stranglehold, then every black person should go buy a gun and join the NRA. Yeah. That would end uh, it yeah, like I mean, immediately. Yep. That's what happened with the black Panthers and yes. stuff too. Yeah. Is we were like, Whoa, something got, well, change, I mean, Philando you know? Castile yeah. was a, he was a legal yeah, exactly. concealed yeah. carry and got killed for it. Yeah, and they and nobody care. said a thing. The NRA didn't, NRA didn't give a shit completely. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll have another. We'll, I'll, I'll come back. We'll do this again. And I'll yes, bring my, absolutely. my squirrel recipe. I didn't even tell you about frog gigging. We'll do that next time, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we are all in. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've got to have you back on. This has been a blast. So, so we typically identify ourselves as progressives, um, to say the, the, the bare minimum of, of what you are. <laughs> Um, I, and I'm going to, this isn't a gotcha question. This is a, I want to hear from your voice cause I think it's important. Uh, and, and I dig, I did dig up this tweet from 2018, February of 2018. Um, and you say that I'm no more attached to the label progressive than I am to evangelical. I'm attached to Jesus. I know progressives and evangelicals committed to Jesus. And I know both evangelicals and progressives who aren't Yep. you, I, I see you, uh, attacked on on Twitter, and, and I'm sure you see this in person as well at your events. Uh, I, I know that because I've heard about people um, coming to your to your rallies to to counter protest you. Um, 
what what are some things that progressives and evangelicals have in common that um, that that are good, and and, and some things that even are, are progressives and uh, and conservatives have in common that are are, are bad? Because I see you get it from both sides. Yeah. So one one thing I would say is that uh, I find the labels really unhelpful. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's because, I, that's the the point of the question yeah. is I, I th- th- they're the same. Well. Well. Uh, yeah. It's it's like um, there's this this way that we use labels to figure out are you in or out, and that looks identical. You know, um, yep. I've been canceled from events because they consider me too progressive and I've been canceled from events because they consider me too conservative. Um, and that's, that's literal insanity. Like and, that's, that's just um, insane. I, I see it on your Twitter all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is uh, the, the emails look exactly the same. And so what I recognize is that self-righteousness doesn't have a political camp oh, my God, and self so and self-righteousness self-righteousness is toxic. That's why Jesus calls it the yeast of the Pharisees. You know, it's, it's, uh, you have this sort of way of looking down on everybody else and making yourself feel great. And I grew up with a version of that, that was conservative, you know, that, uh, frowned upon, you know, sexual immorality and smoking and drinking and all that stuff. You know, you only listen to Christian music, but then you see a, you see a version of that. That's very, um, uh, <laughs> familiar uh, in yeah. the progressive movement, where like yep. you, you, you're like, "Whoa, is that a Starbucks you're drinking?" You know, like, uh, <laughs> I, like um, you know, like, dang, you I, you drive a that car, I drive a Prius. You know, like, so there's this kind of like weirdness everywhere, and and I I think that's what we've got to, and we lose our joy. You know, if we can't laugh a little bit, if we can't. Um, that that story that Jesus says is a beautiful story where he says, you know, one guy stands up, the Pharisee, and he points at everybody and says, thank you that I'm not like those people. Uh, and, yeah. and then there's the other guy, the tax collector, that just beats his chest and can't even lift his head up to, to God and says, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that's the prayer that's really celebrated. So I think, I think there's that humility that we, we need right now, you know, to be able to admit, I I might be wrong on this and I want to listen to you, you know? And that's where I find that like, there's something that happens when we build alliances and solidarity and friendship with people that we might disagree on 70% of stuff, but when we can find 30% of the stuff that we agree on, we are a force to be reckoned with. And that's why like, you know, hunters against gun violence are such a great ally. It's right. why Muslims against ISIS are an incredible voice. Like we need to be um, finding those. And sometimes you find that like, man, I sometimes I've got more in common with some of my Muslim friends than I do with some of my fellow evangelical friends that seem to be more in love with Trump than Jesus. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, like, I, I just can't really reconcile a lot of that, you know, there's a version of Christianity that really doesn't look like much like Jesus at all. So that's my litmus test, you know, and that's what I keep coming back to, whether an issue is progressive or uh, conservative or whatever is going like, how does Jesus frame how I think about uh, this? How does Jesus immigration like Jesus said, when you welcome the stranger, you welcome me. So, you know, that that reshapes my my understanding of that, you know, so, yeah. 
And we, man, there's so much left. So, um, <laughs> uh, do you have time for a lightning round? Yeah, sure, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I got to say another thing. One more thing. Um, <laughs> your book, Common Prayer, I love it. Uh, it's probably one of the most uh, yeah. books that I read over and over and over again. Uh, I have the app. I love it. So um, it was just, it was a holy project, and I you know we had an entire team as you know yeah. that created that Orthodox, Pentecostal, you yeah. know, Anabaptist, mainline, you know, all of us working together, and it's got songs from all the traditions. So it it really did feel like a very holy project that we were working with. Well, on that. So it, it's it's what I use too, and not to blow also, smoke. And now, not to blow now sm- available on phone app for iPhone and for Android. Yeah, by the way, I've got it. I've got the app, and and it, I'm te- I'm terrible at singing, so I like listening. And not to blow smoke up your ass, but I feel like a lot of the things you do are holy projects, like with just the simple way and just the stuff you do with that community and in Philly and the book and the, the, you know, the, the stuff you're doing with the the death penalty. I mean, it's just a lot of the stuff you do, it could be considered holy projects. So uh, we just, we just want to recognize that I think is, is the three of us who have been influenced by you that that. That's it, real it, sweet. It, it has it a means tremendous impact coming from your your cursing mouth. Fucking a man. Okay, everyone, buy the book. Yes, uh, absolutely. Your 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 bar of holiness is yeah. questionable. Let me tell uh, you. No, that's that's com- that's completely fair. Completely fair. You will hear no there. disagreement from yeah. any of us around this. Yeah. Table. So every, everyone, buy the book. Also, if you'd like to hear uh, Shane and Michael read it, uh, it's on audiobook too. So. It's if you if you enjoy and if you listen to this interview and you don't want to hear Shane read something, it's great. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, oh, they're so, calling me to dinner. Uh, the squirrel brains are cooked down there. So <laughs> no, I, no, I I really do want to come back and be awesome. Cool, awesome. Lightning round or no lightning round? You need to go. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. no, go ahead. Uh, I'll wait on the squirrel brains. Well, <laughs> they what, still have to simmer a little bit. <laughs> what what is, what is your beverage of choice? Beverage of choice? Yes. Oh man, I love my smoothies to be honest, but that oh, sounds man. a little too holy. So I'm going to go with Mr. Pibb. I love that Mr. <laughs> Pibb. Man. I love it. God, I haven't had Mr. Man, Pibb in I, years. I don't even know where I could find I don't Mr. Know, Pibb man. these days. Now, now do you? Yeah, part- it's hard to find. <clears throat> do you drink coffee? I do drink coffee. How do you like I, I like coffee? my my uh, mate tea though is really good Ooh. too. Oh, yerba mate. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, yerba mate. Yep. Uh, what is the last album you listened to, start to finish? Um, um. Oh wow, A- album. Um, golly, I'm wondering. I'm terrible at this lightning round. Man. <laughs> Everybody else is um, too. You're fine. Um, yeah, I-, I listen to Rich Mullins a lot. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is there a, f- a favorite album you have of his that you just keep replaying? I think it's just called Songs. Yeah, it's yep. just kind of his best of. I love that. That's man. a good one. Um. What what is your um? Do you have a favorite TV show of all time? We don't really do, have a TV. I'm trying to think. We we watched um, we're watching this stunt show. It's pretty cool. We don't have a TV, but it's on one of the internet shows. Uh, it's some really cool stunts. I like I like I watch if I'm watching something, I need it to be pretty brainless, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my favorite movie though is uh, if I'm wanting a brainless movie just to watch and chill. Tommy Boy. Yes! Oh, yes. God, I love it so much. 
That's great. Um, <laughs> I just texted my dad a gif of fat guy in a little coat this week. Uh, oh, yeah, man. It's the best. Rest is so... Yeah. Pour one out for old Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. Right. man. I'm, pour, uh, I'm, pouring, I'm pouring a Mr. Pibb out for him right here. <laughs> did you? Oh, speaking of Chris Farley, did you see Adam Sandler's comedy special? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Oh, tribute. Man. I was bawling. The last yeah. 10 minutes yeah, are just yeah, glory. Yeah. Oh, so man. So good. Yep. Okay, good. Um what uh where, i had a question oh, oh do you believe ten, in the multiverse ten minute lightning round uh, do you believe in the multiverse <laughs> what's that do you believe in the multiverse uh, what's that mean i don't know what that means uh, multiple dimensions where there's an alternate shane that it, it loves guns <laughs> there's an alternate shane that loves the nra and oh Basically, you mean like the, the the richard Rohr? he's deep you know he calls it the false self that sort of thing yeah yeah i probably believe i think we got we got a true self, false self sort of thing going on. Or like Luther said it, there's a sinner and a saint at war within each of us. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard Rohr believes in the multiverse. We asked him. So. Oh. <laughs> so you're, you're in line. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite board game? Board game. Oh, man. Um, let's see. I, I, I like that Settlers of Catan, but my yes. wife doesn't like it. Oh, so we, we, man. We, pl- yeah. we, pl- we play the train game. The trains where you build okay. train Ticket track. to ride. Yeah. We have that too. Man, yeah. if I'm feeling like a sinner, though, I go for that Monopoly. I love the crud out of Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's one of my favorites. I can't get anybody I can, to play I can it even, I can even tear up a little Risk, you know? I just think, yeah. It, oh, I, I fist fight I, people oh, if cool. I play Risk. I can't play Risk. <laughs> yeah. That's no, automatic brutal, fist man. fight. Yep. All See, right. that, there's my alternate universe when I play risk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll let you go, man. Thank you. All Enjoy right, the dude. squirrel brains. Awesome. Let's do it again. We got to get you back time. on, man. We, yeah. This is right. enjoyable. Thanks, man. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Right, bye. Now that you've in your seat, you can tell us what you stars get red, but one star is dead. Feedback. Got any five stars? I'm looking. Please, please be a five star. I know nope. from my ego. We don't. Guys, you're ruining our ego. ego. We're up to 330 <laughs> reviews. I, somebody's reviewing, but not... Uh, Quit cursing in your reviews. Leave us some words. God damn it, Tina. April 19th was the last one. It's been a couple months. Nobody cares. Uh, all right. I, um, I don't at all. It matters. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it matter literally at all. Nothing no, matters. it doesn't. Will you stop playing ass and titties by 21... Will you quit meditating to it? Was it med- are, are you in Zen? <laughs> meditating to it? I hate you so much. If you play the paint. No, can you quit? Stop. All right, come on. That's a great album, by the way. Is it? It is. It's okay. I, I like it. it great. It's fine. I, I say, love it. I don't know if this is in the feedback, but one thing I got multiple people at me about, like in IRL, people are like, what the fuck is the Polly's deal with ketchup on hot dogs? What's your point? You shouldn't put ketchup on hot dogs. I said they're elitist pricks. No, no, I no, like, no, no I not, like ketchup on hot dogs. I know. It's mainly Brad. It is me. I don't care. So what's this Polly shit? I, I like know. ketchup on Well, nobody on can tell dogs. which one's which, so it's fine. 
I make fun of my in. wife for putting ketchup on a hot dog. So there yeah. you go. Why? You're a terrible person. No, I'm not Le- a terrible Le- person. Mandy you're terrible. I'm not doing this. Fuck you. If you want ketchup on hot dog, put it on a hot Eat dog. Eat it. I don't give a shit. In- Brad, or don't. Can what you do we have? your stuff on Twitter, please, so I can I'm, get it? Or can on, you uh, talk? Do your part so I can quit mouthing off to you. Hashtag. No. Not hashtags. <laughs> what is your Twitter? Twitter, Twitter feedback. feedback. God damn you it. You have one job. Come on. <laughs> Was I supposed to, Am I still doing that? Yes. You God are. damn it. <laughs> um, alternate hashtags. Oh. Dan Vincent turd at talk turdy to me. <laughs> Hashtag not even going to respond to that shit. Hashtag would say he died. Hashtag fucking G slash D. Hashtag in my panties. Hashtag put a chorus to it. Sing it spiritually and everybody creams themselves. Jesus. Hashtag every prayer after jerking off. Hashtag seven thrusts are better than three. Hashtag and fuck you, Brandon. Wow. Hashtag almost as bad as Steve Austin. Wow. <laughs> Also under alternate alternate hashtags, Tim Bennett at Tim Bennett twelve eleven. Good day, Has- mate. Hashtag Bennett in the jet. Hashtag they have a beard on them. Hashtag thank you for fisting. <laughs> hashtag custard. Hashtag seven better than three. Hashtag the Timmy and the bee. Timmy and the bee. <laughs> Timmy and the number bee. ten. Uh, Christopher Allen Maloney at Maloney's Movies. Her. Brandon Andrus, as always, you tore it up on Pastor's Podcast. Honestly, Her. you challenged my way of thinking as effectively as some of the greatest minds in human history. That's a bit of a stretch. He's funny. Oh, man. Uh, you know no. what I forgot to do earlier when we were eating the crickets? This. But Brandon's, <laughs> Brandon's conversation reminded me of that. That's great, buddy. <laughs> Number nine, Brian O'Dean at Brian O'Dean. The breakdown of Hamartia and cheese by... Uh, Brandon Andrus on Pastor's podcast was really enlightening. I hadn't looked into the words behind the word, and that has made a massive difference. Hashtag, Isn't the name of Job's wife. Hashtag. What? Amartya. Amartya Jones. Um, Job from the from Arrested Development. No. No. It wasn't Hamartya. It was Marta. Marta. Te amo, Marta. Hashtag payload release mechanism. <laughs> Number eight, Jason Plant. Way to plant Anne at Seventh White. Oh, man. Pastor's Her? podcast. Quote, Her? we're the dollar general of podcasts. Yeah. Her? Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, David Sloss at Dave the Explorer. Hi, Dave. Hey, Pastor's podcast. Am I higher ranking turd for completing the Hodge to 1414 wig? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Why is it not number one? <laughs> Hashtag payload. The Hodge. <laughs> Hashtag payload. Wow. mechanism. <laughs> number six, drunk Michael said my chains are gone at Knowles underscore TK. My chains are gone. Uh, at Pastors Podcast, free. at Pastors Podcast, I love that fired up Brandon Andrus, but I will always love MJ Basinger drunk. By the way, what the shit happened in the beginning of Foofy? I legit thought Stitcher switched episodes. Yeah. Well, I paused. I said we we're gonna pause. Brad didn't say me see me do the we're gonna pause, and then Brad continued on <laughs> as if I don't we know. were doing the podcast. Last week's episode was a goddamn mess. It yeah. was a. It, like more okay. than normal. Has anybody noticed anytime Brandon, Brandon comes on, on the podcast, it's, a it's fucking worse. mess. It is. It is. Yeah. Number ah. five, go back to the couch, Michael, at Swashbuckling. I made it to the episode 168 Foofy. Every time this asshole comes on this podcast, it's a fucking mess. Yes. He's almost as bad as Steve Austin. Yes. Yeah. I freaking love you He's guys. He's Indiana Steve Austin. 
God damn it. Uh, for Pop Goulash Podcast at Pop Pop Dirty Pop. There it is. At Pop Goulash. At Pastures Podcast, there are only 23 positions in a one-night stand. <laughs> Even Prince has his limitations. <laughs> Hashtag get off. Hashtag payload release mechanism. Number three, Matt Benson. At, this is Matt Benson. This is Matt Benson. At Matt Benson Law. I'm drinking the uh, Noah Mills. Noah's Mills. Yeah, this is Matt Benson. Yeah. Uh, at, at MJ Basinger. Has appallingly bad opinions about food. Fuck you, Matt Benson. <laughs> God damn it. My new favorite. This is Matt Benson. A hot dog defaced with Miracle Whip resembles the result of the premature engagement of a hashtag payload release mechanism. <laughs> His scotch palate cannot be taken seriously. Hashtag try not to fetishize it. <laughs> hey, Matt, Matt Benson, I have one message for you. How does it feel to suck so much? Oh, uh, that's fantastic, man. Number two. <laughs> Number two, back ray at Old Dicky Ham. <laughs> God, love that so oh, much. I adore she's her. A, she's a treasure. She's uh, not just a national treasure. She's a world she treasure. She's an international treasure. Yes, at, she is. At Pastor's Podcast, product update. Hashtag mutton chops that hashtag stick out the side is known as hashtag koala ears in Australia. <laughs> think about it. You're welcome. You don't have to think that long about it. I think we figured it out. And then number one. Oh, shit. Hold on. Uh, uh, all right. You had one job. I know. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. Putting on the fits at J Fitz. That's for him. All right. At J Fitz 432. At Pastor's Podcast, I had to stop eating at Arby's thanks to you fuckers. Anytime my wife asked me what I ate for lunch and I replied a roast beef sandwich, it sounds incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag payload release mechanism. Well, let me tell you, you just go behind the parking uh, lot there, man. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, thanks, Bitsy. Uh, winning Arby's. By the way, so I realized that this podcast has two segments. One is you guys troll me. The second segment is we troll Brad, and it's always around this time when he's ready to go home. Yeah. No, I'm trolling like, myself because I want to go home. <laughs> I don't care if you troll me on Sloop this. John I B. just get to this point where I have this breaking point. I just don't want to be here go anymore. Home. And I'm, I'm way go past home. that at this point, usually. So. I want to go home. Michael, it is 9, tw- yeah. 9 17. God. So All right, let's do this. I want to go home. We paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hey, hashtag. Hashtag. You'll meet them both, son. What? From Claiborne. Jesus and guns. Oh. <laughs> now, your iHeartRadio top trend song. What the songs. fuck is that? Let's welcome post. Sorry, it was this stupid article I'm putting on Twitter. God. God, I hate hate hashtag videos that play automatically i think you can turn that off but it'd be a major inconvenience hashtag worship the prince of peace and pack heat hashtag (laughs) claiborne crunch (laughs) hashtag between the second amendment and the canon (laughs) hashtag is that starbucks you're drinking hashtag Jerk off into an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
putting my foot down on that one. I already got. I got oh, that. that's where we're drawing the line. Yeah, I think jerk off, jerk off an into envelope. an envelope. That's where we're drawing. You the know line. what? That's an, that is the only. Person, we have a hashtag called roast beef curtains. The only person that's going to use that hashtag is Dan Summers. That's probably. the only person. Yeah, that would that's use probably that. true. Hashtag Nikki and the Sores. <laughs> hashtag do host that song. <laughs> that's kind of my front runner. And then hashtag, and then hash. This is also a close second. Hashtag the Hajj to fourteen fourteen. <laughs> I don't get it. That's what Dave Suss said. Oh, the okay. Hajj to fourteen fourteen Wickwamley. <laughs> I really like that. You know what a Hajj is, Michael? No, it's. I knew it. That's the. It's a pilgrimage. The pilgrimage to Mecca, Mecca for or uh, Medina or Medina. Yeah, the two holy sites of Islam. Okay. God, you fucking savage. Uncultured fucking savage. Who cares? Jesus. Who cares? That's great. Who cares? Oh, like a, uh, only like a billion, billion, billion I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I take not. it back. I do take it back. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. All right. Um, are you done? I think he's done. All Go right. ahead. Did uh, you fucking mute me? Oh, yeah. I mean, because I kept hearing beeps and boops. It wasn't me. Hashtag squirrel gravy. <laughs> Hashtag spinach, spinach is fine. You're an idiot. <laughs> Hashtag Mo and Romans. <laughs> We've used that one before. Have we? I think so. Well, we talked about the uh, the scene in Family Guy where it's, uh, was it Gandhi 2? And it's it's Gandhi and Jesus fucking he's back and he's pissed or something. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. Uh, hashtag I have the app. Oh, no, it's Passion of the Christ 2. That's right. Him and Moses mowing down Romans. Hashtag Jimmy Hops. <laughs> hashtag Romp Scale. I don't. No idea. <laughs> no clue. How we got into Romstein? Romstein. No. Romp scale. Yeah, how do we get the Romstein from Romp scale? There was some sort of scale. God. Hashtag German wordsmithery. That's pretty good. That is actually <laughs> really good. I do host that song. That's yeah. Hashtag basic bitch life updates. <laughs> Fuck you both, man. God damn it. That's great. Is it? Hashtag chicken skin fruit roll up. That's my favorite. Hashtag kind of like Uranus. Hashtag (laughs) the Peter Cetera of the animal kingdom. (laughs) And I am a man who will fight for your honor. That's a a different song. Uh, All right. Hashtag Karen at BuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All Karen jokes are hilarious. Hashtag, I don't care what you say. And then hash, hashtag lurch down. <laughs> All right. I only have a few. Uh, I got uh, hashtag jerk off into an envelope. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> that's not going to be it. That's But that's really on that brand. Just, I was just, so, that was me just riffing. That was. Oh, good. Michael, the whole podcast is you just riffing. I know. Uh, uh, Nikki and the Source, uh, the Gospel Coalition of Beers, the Mosaic. Where was that from? How about the Mosaic beer. That's where Jimmy Hops came from, too. Uh, <laughs> Gospel <laughs> Coalition, hipsters in in yeah, it's it's uh, fundamentalist and hipster gear. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, chicken skin fruit fruit roll up. Um, and this is. Uh, Purple throated. No. No. God damn it. Michael. What does that even mean? I don't I can, understand. I can show you. 
No, wow. you fucking can't. Jesus. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I just. I can show you. It's 922. Son of a I, bitch. And my last one. Uh, I eat Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's I, I, that's my vote. That is absolutely my vote. That is so fucking great. That is my vote. No, nope. <laughs> I forgot about it. That is a hundred percent my vote. Yep, it's that I eat Massachusetts. I'm putting it down. That is I mean, it's that Matt spoken. I'm it's that. So uh, we're still pretty, we don't like basic bitch life. Okay. No, nope. No, I, I, I eat ass yeah, I eat ass <laughs> All right. All right. So God, that's so good. Uh, in its entirety. No, I don't want to correct that to Massachusetts. <laughs> hit us up on social media with the hashtag. Hashtag I eat Massachusetts. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. <laughs> it feels like an instant classic. At MJ Basinger. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. We're on Instagram in Glorious Bastards. Um, I posted for, our beers. Time for pulling out. Uh, support for this podcast comes from listeners like Dude, you. We're way far away from pulling uh, out. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website. Because Andy Moore doesn't know how to write a small song, com. a short song. Uh, support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcast, Buy Us Around, and even help shape the content we've of had this some new, show. We've had some new... Uh, a lot of new turds. Yeah, a lot of new turds. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast if you need a friend. Can't rec- I, honestly, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it's just a place for... Yeah. People who... Friendship sing. and for... If you need a new friend, I know a guy. This yeah. Matt Benson. <laughs> Yeah, Maddie B's in there. Yep. You're regardless. You do trunky selfies. <laughs> you listen to Victoratron. How does it feel? The clock's still fine. <laughs> and then there's breaking news. Yeah. So you know the all okay. the idiots that gave like twenty two million. Oh, for the, I, I almost used on, this. Yes. For the GoFundMe to yes. build the wall. I almost yeah, used the guy this. just bought a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, yeah. he said he's got a he said it's just stay tuned. We got some su- a surprise for you. Love it. God, I love it. People are morons. He bought a fucking yacht. Yes. With the money, of I assume. Of course he did. Yes. Wow. $22 million doesn't get anywhere close. No, I love it. Uh, they I raised $22 it so million? Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, if you're dumb enough to give to a GoFundMe to build the wall, you deserve that. Yep. Absolutely. Jeez, uh, <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's that's pretty. That's good. not bad. That's a pretty good one since the uh, third anniversary. But man, this that is one the most might done. Be. Brad's been. He literally is done on his laptop. I am putting He's my put computer down. away. He's right packing now. up before the song's even done. He's literally putting in his bag. It's okay. We'll tear everything down before you leave. Don't worry no, about it. Fuck you. No, fucking <laughs> no, no. You know that's bullshit. <laughs> you see, hey, you can eat. You can eat my. Ass I know. I know. We set it up for you. He so can push fine. buttons. I can push <laughs> buttons too. Yeah, we took care of setting it up. Don't worry about it. Like we did. Like both we have for 169 episodes. Both of you. <laughs> Double. Both of you. <laughs> Matt does one PCC, and all of a sudden he's like. Wow. A contributor. Really? <laughs> wow. 
Okay, are we going to do this? Is yeah, that what we're, we're going to do? Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> it's my last podcast, everybody. <laughs> Have a good life. <laughs>